Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte technology careers at deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. You're fighting with nobody. This a dollar this a dollar You want to win with nobody. This a dollar This a dollar You never gonna get a fight, man. You're a horrible fighter. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nestor Gibbs, joined alongside Amin of Essex and Danielle Alvarez. What's going on, gang? Salute, gentlemen. What's going on, players? How y'all feeling? What up, what up, what up, man? Nah, man, you know, ending the weekend. Uh, A lot of fights and a lot of shit to discuss, let's be real. A lot of boxing took place, but I guess the biggest news is what we continue to talk about around these parts, and that's the fact that Canelo hasn't decided what he's going to do on the table. It's still $200 million plus offers, and uh, I mean, today it was was hilarious in the pre-pro. I don't know if it was you, I mean, or Rob, but someone put uh, Canelo showing a helicopter landing in his backyard on his Instagram story with the caption that said, Al Heyman landing, you know, uh, Al Heyman landing at Canelo's with 120 million so he could take the, you know, the offer. But, um, I mean, that's our, one of our main topics. And then, uh, and obviously, you know, it, it's an ongoing saga. So I want to, I want to, you know, just touch on it with you guys before we get into all this weekend's fights. I mean, really, with Canelo, man, I, I think nobody's really going to be happy with his decision. Somebody else also in the pre-pro put that whole thing of how, you know, well, no matter who he picks. But, I mean, truthfully, nobody would be disappointed if he doesn't. I don't know too many people. And I looked at it right away. I said, I don't know too many people that's going to be screaming duck unless they're from Eastern Europe that's going to be screaming duck if he doesn't fight Bibble. You know, I, I don't see that. I think more, it, uh, you know, uh, better be. You know, I think people would accuse him of ducking better be. Um, you know, I don't think he would accuse him of ducking Benavidez either. But, you know, some would disagree because then they would say, well, if you fought Plant, why not fight Benavidez? Benavidez is in the same division. And, you know, 
you know, so yeah, it, it's always going to be questions, but I, I, I don't think that, you know, anybody's really going to be happy with whatever decision he makes, especially if it looks like he's leaning towards that fucking triple G catastrophe. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, I think we've said it now here for the last few weeks, like regardless of where he goes, uh, you know, and it's like this every time there's going to be an issue. Oh, he fights Callum Smith. Now the vacant WBC titles on the line. Well, it's only on the line if you fight Yildirim next. The Yildirim fight comes. People complain. Turns around, you know, two months later, fights Billy Joe Saunders. People complain. Fights Caleb Plant for Undisputed. Oh, he was too young, too inexperienced. People complain. So no matter what it is that, you know, um, Canelo Alvarez does, people will complain about it, uh, you know, regardless. So, You know, I, I do want to add this to it in that I think that the one thing I can say about it, because, you know, I'm, I'm quick to, you know, point out my objectivity. I don't always agree with what Canelo does, but I will say this. It's that thing of, listen, man, we all got our, all I owe got to go. It's either going to go with me or with somebody else, but come on. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Ray, he broke it down the other day, you know, about how Canelo is technically, you know, he, he has a loss, but he's really undefeated. I mean, in a lot of ways, I think we got to get that out of our mind. This whole O thing is so serious and so important. So in that, in that way, I think how we look at fighters after that first loss. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to discredit Caleb Plant's whole career because he lost to Canelo, right? You know what no. I mean? So, go ahead. No, no, no. I thought you were finished. Go ahead. No, but I'm saying like, so whoever does fight Canelo, I don't think we're ready to throw that guy away. I think some of the issue was with some of the UK guys was like, we ain't see them fight you know, uh, amongst each other domestically. And when they did, they seemed to struggle. So automatically we would project and say, them guys don't stand a chance with Canelo. But I think, you know, even if you talk about the the top of of the echelon of of any division, when you fight Canelo, you don't throw away that fighter because they lost to Canelo. Look at Jacobs. I mean, even though he lost in in controversial style to Ryder, he's still here to lose in controversial style to both Rosado and Ryder because he lost to Canelo. So I think that's the one interesting element I like that the Canelo sweepstakes bring. It forces us not to throw guys away. So automatically we project. I agree, man. I agree. And uh, I I wish more people had that mentality. You know, it's, for instance, Gamboa. He's no longer good for Rayo, a.k.a. Jose Venezuela. And it's like, wait, my man got three losses. Like, why are we throwing dudes away? Meanwhile, Rosado's got like 13, and we still consider him a test for Jaime in his last fight out. But listen, I just wanted to bring up the fact that Canelo is still undecided. He hasn't chosen between either $100 million offer. Obviously, the two offers on the table are Bivol and Gennady with DeZone for 100 plus, and Charlo and Benavidez with PBC. For a hundred plus, uh, Samson Lewicovich out here on a tear after he did an interview with us. He's telling anyone that will listen that Canelo turned down over fifty million dollars to face David Benavidez. Um, we know that the offer for Charlo was forty-five million. So are we assuming that Al Heyman offered fifty-five million dollars to face? David Benavidez? 
Because, I mean, if it's, if it's a two-fight deal and Charlo, you know, it was already out there that he was worth 45 to Canelo, I mean, Benavidez must be the $55 million man. And I would jump on that with the, you know, assumption that they had it mapped out like they do all these guys going to school. They got fancy degrees in analytics. They ran the analytics and said somewhere in Arizona, Texas, or California, this fight goes crazy. The Benavidez fight, that is. So I think... You know, maybe there was a perhaps a higher number, you know, um, offered for that particular fight. I could see that happening based on, you know, analytics, a gate and all that kind of stuff. No, definitely. And, you know, obviously the style, um, the type of fight that is known um, every time David Benavides comes and steps into the ring. Right. He's known to bring an exciting fight and the action packed fight. So I definitely could see it in that window. Um, you know, obviously Canelo being the hottest free agent commodity in the sport of boxing um, here the what? last year and a half. Oh, oh, oh fans. that might have been last year, but ever since November, it's been uh, Crawford, the hottest free agent in boxing. Absolutely not. No, I don't see. I don't see how you see that comparison. I mean, I'm not even know, going back and forth with you, bro. Like everybody knows Crawford's the highest sought after free agent in boxing right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, because Crawford is doing 800,000 pay-per-views and, and Crawford is doing 73,000 fans. No, you're absolutely right, now. I mean, we all know he'll do 100,000 where Earl is just, they ducking him. So last week... I mean, remember uh, his fight, last week, his fight with Porter ago. sold out in what? A couple hours was the fight with Porter that sold out? Like, come on, bro. Give him a chance, he'll spark. I mean, how many chances does he need? He's been through three divisions. Oh, man, he didn't get the right dance partners. Canelo always had the right dance partner because he gets to pick his dance partner. Give Crawford the ability to pick his dance partner, he'll sell through the roof, I mean, too. I, I mean, I mean, he, he would have had uh, opportunity years ago had he chose to not sign with top rank, re-sign with top rank. Like, bro, he knew what he was doing when I he mean, re-signed. He knew, he knew, knew the lack of names that they had on that side of the street. But you knew if you was in his shoes and Bob said, I could get you to fight. I'm so sure that if I don't, I'll add an extra million to your purse. You would sign too. Stop it. So, so regardless of that one Spence fight, that makes him because of the one Spence fight, that makes him the biggest sought after attraction. Uh, and, and 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 before you answer, I will say out my own mouth right now, a Terrence Crawford Errol Spence fight to me is the biggest fight that can be made in the sport of boxing right now. Bigger than any Canelo fight you can make. I think that's bigger in the sense of the what it brings to the sport. I think that's bigger than a David Benavidez fight for Canelo. But I still know. don't I still don't believe that because of that one fight, that makes Terrence Crawford the highest sought-after free agent because if that were the case, we would have heard of all these offers being made to him, how we've heard with Canelo having all these offers being uh, made to him. I think I could see both y'all points in that, you know, the, the truth is, you know, Spence, there was some questions about, you know, uh, you know what, what the eye was going to be, issues around that. Then Ugas became his opponent, was tied up in that. So I, I think 
it, it doesn't allow the anticipation of his free agency to build because the prospects of the Spence Crawford fight are still kind of far off with other things on the table. But I think once that kind of flies over, you know, to that point, I don't think there's any fight Canelo can make, even with the Benavidez fight under the presumption it's going to be an all-action fight. There's not a fight that he can make that will captivate even casual fans, you know, especially the hardcore um, you know, Spence and Crawford. So I kind of see both of y'all points. Uh, I mean, moving into this weekend's fights, um, and you know, I hope Canelo just, you know, just to close it out, I hope Canelo makes a decision here quickly. Uh, May 7th is about two months away. Um, because it's the beginning of May, so you know he, he he should make a decision. I mean, I guess eight weeks is enough time, but you know it's a Canelo fight. Um, Ninety days would be good to see them, you know, try their best to get the most out of the promotion. But um, let's move on to this weekend's fights. I guess we should start off with the Showbox card uh, that was a decent doubleheader. Um, Paul Crow should have gotten an upset loss. Uh, Definitely. Marquise Taylor, um, unfortunately, did not get the decision of the judges and, you know, fought a very, I'm not going to say beautiful fight, but he he did what he had to do to win, you know, and he deserved the win. It's very unfortunate that they didn't see it go his way. I, I, I don't understand how difficult it is to score we were watching it live and and really i didn't see anybody saying it was close and that paul crow could have you know edged it or that they're happy with a draw like these judges there has to be accountability they cannot continue to just ruin a fighter's career and life and then not get fired not be sidelined and benched like if you score an unscorable card like this Maybe a seven-fight suspension will start to hurt these guys and, and have them understand that they need to take their jobs a little bit more serious. The fact that there is nothing being done to these judges is exactly why this continues to be done to these poor fighters, man. For you know Marquise the- Teller, I'm, I, let me just finish with this, that I want to drive it home that for Teller, this meant a pay increase, a rankings bump, and a, pot- a potential big shot. You know, it's just very unfortunate because we know how badly fighters need these opportunities at this level. Like, that win could have catapulted him to the next thing. Yeah, no, um, you know, you and I, Ness, we did the live fights after that. Um, I believe, if I remember, one of us gave Quirrell one round, the other one gave him two. Yeah. Um, regardless, that's pretty much the consensus I saw, you know, on Twitter, from um, boxing media, from spectators. No one really believes that Crow did enough to deserve a draw. You know, it was he won a round, maybe two rounds, and that was that was it. The, you know, that was highway robbery, and we joked about it. I'm like, yo, he's the A side. You know, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, uh, you know, it, it definitely turned out that way. So, 
is, you know, truly disgraceful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with a 90-day suspension, though. 90-day suspension. It, 90 days, you got three months. You'll lose three months. That means no trips. Where was these judges at? Orlando? That mm-hmm. means they don't get to give your kids no free tickets, no buffets, no comps. You don't get to, you know, get these these cushy, you know, uh, seats to, to judge these excellent fights if you're going to keep fucking up the scorecards and ruining fighters' lives. 90-day suspension. They just take you off the fucking rotation. So that way it really means something. You know what I mean? Like, maybe off the of national cards, maybe you got to go down to, you know, NABF fights. They don't let you judge, you know, championship or eliminator-style fights or something like that. You know what I mean? But they got to do something. I, I'm you know not, what? I'm, I'm, uh, go, go ahead, Adrian. You know, to be honest with you, they need to be a lot harder on these judges, man. They've been ruining boxing for a long time. I mean, to be really honest, we need to be looking at, like, three-year suspensions. Like, for, for cards that, like, we know, like, you got paid off or it's like you didn't see the fight, man, give, give them three years. Like, honestly, because we see a lot of the same judges on the same bullshit and get away with it all the time. Mm. You know what I mean? We need to hold them accountable by bringing in new judges a new system and really punishing these guys. I mean, really, it's like the referees ruining the Super Bowl, right? They're ruining fights. They're ruining decisions based on, you know, money and who should win, who's a promoter, you know, who took them out to dinner, whatever the reason. I mean, come on. I think it's really, I think it's really three years. Think about it. If they're just doing championship fights or I don't know how long, how much they work or how much they get paid, that's not, you know, I don't know those details, but like seriously, three years. You mean to tell me that there's not other people in the ranks that you can pull up? Yeah, man. Something needs to give, man, because uh Taylor, he needed that win. It's the welterweight division too. I, I don't even know how these fighters go forward, how they keep fighting, like you know, and, and shout out to him. You know, he posted our immediate reaction. He's been posting the reaction of a lot of people uh, on social media. But that's that that isn't enough. That just isn't enough for me. You know, that loss is too tough of a pill to swallow as a competitor. I'm looking to get that shit overturned, man. Now, but didn't, let, let me just go back a bit, and please correct me if I'm wrong, didn't the power of public outcry and social media kind of force that Alantes Fox decision, or was that only because that particular ref, it, they had some issues in their character, like they found the racist tweets? What, a, what was it? Nah, that was Michael Fox, and ain't shit come Michael from Fox. that. Ain't shit come from that. He still got that loss to my yesterday. Oh, damn. I don't fuck it, there. Well, yeah, man, these... Well, no, I was going to say what, what Amin is referring to. You know, obviously they did some digging and found that there were some uh, controversial and racial uh, 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 tweets by a judge. Tweets, right. right. Um, but the decision, from my understanding, still stands today. So, Yeah, man. He still, I mean, we just had his promoter on here the other day, and he was telling us how, you know, that, 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 that hasn't been overturned, and they weren't able to, you know, get anything from it. So... Sucks. Yeah, I mean that this is a permanent a permanent blemish on your record. You know what I mean? These guys going into fights and especially I mean think about the 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 fighter mentality. You do everything you need to do. You fight a great fight. Something that should be an easy decision. You're confident, your corner's confident. Mm-hmm. Listen, you guys judging the fight got it a certain way and all of a sudden 
we get these bogus ass score scorecards. You know what I mean? Like that's got to be crushing for a guy who's put the work into training camp and knows the power of a loss. And especially what the welterweight division, the Floyd Mayweather division. I mean, shit, one loss like <laughs> Keith lost once. We think that everyone thinks that dude's a bum now. You know what I'm saying? Like one loss can really, really hurt your career. I mean, unless you get the right loss at the right time, but man, it's, it's just sad. And that's why these judges really just, they need real consequences, real ones. We need to get new judges in. Um, we got to do something because, I mean, this is the reason why I think some casual fans won't watch boxing. Why watch something and you, and you like as a casual and you think it's one way and all of a sudden they get robbed, that's going to turn people away from the sport who might normally get into the sport when they see shit like that. You know what I mean? Because then it makes it look like the WWF. You know what I'm saying? Like it's scripted. Like no matter what was going to happen, we were going to get a certain outcome anyways. Yeah, man. It, it, it sucks, man. We got a super chat from Prince of Power. Keith Thurman and Kell Brook need to run it in July. Big fight, especially if it's in the UK. Let's blow that fight up. Well, uh, gentlemen, what do you think of a possible matchup between Kell Brook and Keith one time Thurman? I like that, man. I actually like that fight. But see, see, this is what happens, man. See, Kell Brook talking about not throwing your fighters away when they lost, right? And well, he's, that's he's one... from the UK. They don't do that over there. I was just gearing to say that. And that's in the UK. They just treat it so differently, man. Because Kell Brook, um, you know, despite how he lost to Crawford, what he did against Khan, no matter what we think of Khan, it puts him right back in the conversation. However, I like um, Brook and um, Ben a little bit better. I like that fight better. That's the bigger domestic fight. Um, you know, Thurman, because he, he, Thurman, I got an issue with Thurman for the last couple of years. And I'm going to say it. I think Thurman has been avoiding, carefully avoiding, a, a, you know, a lot of the top fighters because you want to see where he's at. Well, after the Barrios fight, I'm not sure that he want to, you know, tangle with the, the best at 147 unless his cash out works. So, you know, him tangling with Kell Brook, that's not really showing me, again, tangling with the best of the division. Like, if it's not Spence, Bud, Boots, give me one of those guys. And I'm only throwing Boots in there is because sometimes the old guy got to kill a young lion and remind him how dangerous you are. So I don't really think I want to see him against Brooke. Why would he go and fight Brooke as opposed to continuing the legacy he started by fighting Danny Garcia, the legacy he started by fighting Port? Like, that's the, the track he's supposed to be on. He's got no business fighting Kell Brook. Mm. Danielle, you know, I, um, I don't have an issue with it. I don't have an issue with it. Reason being because just like in the Barrios fight, there was the comparisons of Tank and how Tank performed against Barrios and how Thurman would do. Um, you could say the same about Kel. You know, having fought Thur- uh, Crawford recently, having fought uh, Spence in the past. Uh, obviously, the Spence fight. Uh, years and years removed, but that Crawford fight was fairly recent. So I would be okay with it for that reason because to an extent, it would give us a barometer like, okay, Styles do make fights, but 
how did Bud look against Brooke compared to how Thurman could potentially look against Brooke? Well, I don't know that I like the Thurman Brooke fight. Uh, it really doesn't do much for Thurman. Uh, you know, I get that Brooke has still only lost to Gennady, Earl, and Crawford, but no one really thinks Brooke is the best version of himself. What I do like is Connor Ben and his energy to Brooke. Uh, and he took to social media and did interviews yesterday saying that he'd love, well, actually he said, we agreed him and him and Khan. That is he'd take care of business for Khan. And, and that's against Kel Brook. Um, here's the audio. Realistically, still up, take care. We can, we can make the fight happen realistically. Obviously, I'm, I'm one of the best. Of course, we're one of the best promoters in the game. So, you know, it's, um, it's realistic. You know, anything can happen. So, obviously, he's saying it's realistic. Anything could happen. But, speaking of anything could happen, let me give you guys two things to talk about. Obviously, Chris Eubank wants some of that Kelbrook smoke. And uh, Kelbrook... This has been going on since last night. So Kelbrook comes out most recently and says 155. Otherwise, don't mention my name. And I think that's a smart move by Kelbrook to entice Eubank to come down since he's the one continuously calling out the smaller Brook. Now, I get it. Brook has fought at 160 versus Gennady, but we all seen how that played out. But that's something that Eubank himself said. And I quote, you fought at... You fought GGG at 160, so you will do the same with me if you want the biggest payday and beating of your career. If not, I've got bigger fish to fry anyway. You don't at Special Brook. So that nah, is man. that's Eubank responding to Kell Brook's offer of 155-pound catch weight. Eubank need to leave that one alone. I, I think that's a bit of, you know, that's picky. Because he, we're talking about when when Brooke came up to 160, let alone against Triple G, that shit didn't do him no kind of justice. That took miles off of him. Picture getting your brand new car and just, you know what I'm saying, you just get into an accident, you know what I mean, the first month of getting it. Yeah, you can get it fixed by the insurance company, yada, 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 but the radiator doesn't sit quite well underneath the hood anymore. The, the lineman is a little bit fucked. It is not the same. He took himself up to 160. That shit did not help him. So for Eubank, you know, I get it. it it's money talk. But Brooke, he, he has a few more, um, you know, fights that he could make where the money's a little bit better in the long run as opposed to some jump out, cash out. Yo, Eubank need to be trying to call out Triple G. Call out Triple G or Boo Boo. Don't, don't, don't worry about Brooke. Let Brooke shine in his glory of his moment. That's what I think. Yeah, no, um, the only way I'd like that fight is at a catch weight. You know, if you're going to give Brooke the the challenge and taking a fight against a naturally bigger guy, well, I think that you should give him, you know, that catch weight. Um, because at the end of the day, it'd be a big domestic fight for both men. And it would be a big payday, but both 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 men need to be, you know, give something to get something. So um if it's at one sixty, I don't wanna see it. 
I'm cool with 156, 155. Um, you know, and as far as the Conor Ben fight, I really like that fight as well. But I don't know that it would happen um, given that Kel just left Matchroom, signed with Boxer. You know, Conor's with Matchroom. So I think that would just be a, a trickier fight to make. But one that I do like and another big fight on a domestic level, you know, I think that'd be a fight that sells out the O2 like they did uh, yesterday. Well, I don't really like, uh, I'm not with the Eubank fight. I, I, I can pass on that. I don't think uh, Kel needs to go up to 160. I mean, even even at a catch weight to, to try to bring the big guy down. I mean, Keith Kelbrook. I think that fight's interesting, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, damn, Keith, you know, if you're trying to get to the top, I don't know if, you know, uh, the Kel Brook fight is it. Um, I mean, I wouldn't call that a tune-up, but I mean, I just think that that's a waste of time for Keith if he's trying to take the, uh, cut the lane to try to go get some belts and get back to where he was. Um, I like the Conor Ben fight, though. Brook and Ben, I mean, I could... I don't know all the politics of it, but I like that fight. I think that'd be a good fight. Uh, young guy coming up versus the um, the older guy. I think that would be good, and it would uh, sell a lot of tickets out there in the UK. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going against the grain, man. Um, I like the Eubank fight. I think it's a Chris thing. I think I like Chris, man. I like that fight. And uh, if he could get him down to 55, I like that fight. Obviously, I feel like you guys, it's like, yo, why are you picking on a small bull and, you know, go find somebody else to, to, to fight. But I like that fight, that little domestic fight. They've been going back and forth at each other for some time now. I like that fight. I'm sorry. but So you don't like, you don't like Kel Brook. You want to see him get hurt. Um, that would be totally his responsibility, whether if he chooses to take it, that's on him. You know, he knows what's coming with that. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I like that. Fine. I, I do. But since we talking Kel Brook, we must report that he did defeat Amir Khan by knockout. Um, he really battered Khan. He was stronger. He was sharper. He was technically and mechanically better. Khan is out here fighting like a girl on the schoolyard. I am sorry. He looks horrible. Um, I can't believe that people be thinking this dude got skills, man. I mean, yo, he's he's going to take that Maidana win to the grave with his ass. I'm telling you, that's the biggest win of his career. And, 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 it, and it's holding him. It's going to hold him in the record books forever. But it's, it's sad because... Man, he looked like shit last night. I'm, I'm with you, Ness. Weak. I gotta eat some crow on that. I thought he was gonna beat. I thought he was gonna beat Brook. He looked so pathetic, and I don't even like to call a fighter that. But man, that shit was. It, it was just sad, bro. Like, Brook just got in there and beat his ass. Like, I don't know what Khan was doing. Um, I was watching old Khan fights. I didn't see no version of that. Period. Whatsoever. The other night, none. He just looked bad. He looked like a dude who didn't even want to be in there. 
Bro, circling around the ring, that shit was hilarious, bro. It was, it, it, I think you said it best. It was pathetic. Like, the way he just kept circling, circling. And Brooke, you know, he got the stoppage and he did what he had to do. But let's be real. My man don't know how to cut the ring off. I mean, he let Khan circle and circle for all those rounds. Occasionally, he would throw a left hook here to stop Khan from circling. But it, it was it was sad to watch. It, it was, such, it was so, such a bad fight. I mean, I, it was like, damn, man. Like, thank God this shit is on. I mean, like, it wasn't a bad freak. fight because Brooke was putting hands on Khan. He was hitting well, Khan. Right, but I'm just saying, like, it, it it just looked like a landslide. It yeah. was like one fighter was at a completely different level than the other one. No, one wanted you know to I'm... fight, the so, other one so, wanted to dance. So, Adrian, <laughs> let me ask you something, especially from a trainer's perspective. What do you think? I'm I'm clearly projecting, but like as a trainer, when you see a guy. And you teaching him something, you're trying to get him to adapt to something. You've been in him with, you know, X amount of time. And you just like, this guy either gets it or he doesn't get it. Because when I look at Khan, I look at all the, the trainers he's been through. I look at all the time out of the ring. And like the first round looked like it was going to be a little bit. He was looking fast. He started to turn the punches over a little bit. But then by the second round, he was back slappy and happy, skipping and dipping. So I'm asking you as a trainer, do you think, and them seeing that and was just like, yo, they paid me. I might as well just go for the ride. Or do you think they just said they saw something in the gym, but when it came to the ring, he didn't execute? I mean, it it, it could be both, but I'm going to tell you, like, listen, if someone comes to you, a pro comes to you, especially someone like Khan, and you're going to make some money to, you know, to train them, um, you're going to take the money, man. It's a business. Um, there's lots. I mean, think about this. On so many levels, there's lots of fighters do you think, like, you know, you take them on and you know who they're going against? You know it's a win or a loss. You know you know what somebody's capable of. If you have enough time with them in the gym, you're going to see what it is. Unless you just put them in there with easy sparring and people who are going to make them look good and feel good about themselves. You know, because you're not worried about it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I feel like, man, Bomac and them had to know. I mean, he, Bomac, he was pretty bad. Bomac was, was acting. Bad. Bomac was acting like they was about to body kill Brooke. They was, oh, you know he's done. That's why y'all ain't want to come to America. I'm like, okay. Kyle yeah, but I think that in. was smoke, bro. I think honestly, after oh, seeing it, obviously fight, was it obviously was smoke. All that talking about spawn, motherfucking Crawford. <laughs> that shit, bro. He was looking sad, taking shots. Like he didn't even know, like. Like, how to block. He was just there getting clobbered. It was really, really bad. Like, I'm like, damn, I thought Khan could fight. Right. Crazy. Listen, even the combinations he was throwing. Like, I remember watching old Amir Khan. Like, he would throw combinations, and and they, were, they like, had power. They landed. You know, he was punching through. I, I don't know what I was watching last night. It wasn't that. And even when he threw, he threw some combinations, some of them he threw, uh, Brooke wasn't even there. Like, you weren't even going to hit him with that shit. Like, what are you throwing it for? Like, <laughs> it was crazy to me. Um, he just, he looked that bad. There's no way Bo Mack didn't know that. He had to know it was what it was. I mean, he put on for the show. But, like, as a trainer, I mean, I'm taking the money. If you come to me and you say, hey, you know, or, you know, I'm going to go fight this person. And I look at you like you crazy, but hey, I'm going to pay you. Let's do this. This is what the paycheck is. You don't get a 15, 20% cut. Yeah, I'm going to work with you. I'm going to give you my energy regardless. It's a business. I mean, I gotta, you got to get paid. 
I got a counterpunch from James Benitez. Yo, what's up, Ness? I think I, I think I sent that, I think I sent that cash out like maybe like ten minutes ago when y'all was slandering Keith's name, man. Y'all know Keith, man, would probably would destroy uh, Kelbrook right now, man. He's on a different path, man. I don't know that, he's looking, man. He, he's still hitting. Come on, hard. come on, man. Ness, man, you really jump off your boy bandwagon real quick, huh? I see. It's all good, man. Look, that Danny Garcia is a fight that should be you made, need that man. that Bruh, that Danny Garcia fight is that fight that needs to be made. I'm not talking about for Keith. I'm talking about for Kel Brook, man. It's because Kel Brook really want a real big money fight, man. Look, he's thinking about stepping up to one, uh, 154. He, they can go ahead and test the weight at 155. That's the fight. It will sell. It will be a big payday for both of them. It's a good crossroads matchup. You know, Khan Khan ain't look good since damn the McDonald fight, man. Bomac ain't really had no value. And I'll say the rest Bomac of that ain't on my call, shit. man. Bomac ain't add yeah, shit. Bomac ain't add shit. He ain't hey, look, and I'll save the rest of that for my call later on, man. Bruh, right. he ain't look at all different. Not technically. His footwork was trash. He was the same old con. It's crazy. I don't know the, what they the, was doing. The, the only thing I feel like he was uh, having success with, and it was only early, was the jab. And then I felt like after, you know, a couple rounds that there was nothing behind that jab. Um, Kel Brook, you know, one, and, you know, I feel like another thing, too, was um, those Kelbrook landed some monster shots. Khan didn't go what? down not once. So I don't know if they worked on that chin or if 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 Kel's power from from cutting that weight just diminished. But he didn't go down. Um, he took all those shots. So you got to give him credit for that. You got to question Brooke, like you said. Like everybody drops Khan, and he ain't even dropped Khan. Julio Diaz. Who was halfway retired? Journeyman status dropped Khan. Samuel Vargas dropped Khan. Danny knocked him out. British Press Cat knocked him out. Like, Brooke out here tripping. But it is what it is. We just reporting. That was this weekend's results. Hey, Ness, did you know uh, Javier Fortuna and Jason Rosario were fighting today? Today in DR, right? Yeah, I remember Samson told us he ain't. I ain't, I ain't hear him say Rosario, but he definitely told us Javier was about to get a fight in DR. Yeah, uh, 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 Rosario got a fourth round stoppage. I guess Fortuna's getting in the ring now. Yeah, Rosario probably fighting the can. You know, uh, we got hold. We got big supermax that says Kell Brook versus AB is something I'd be up for. Nah, man. If they gonna give AB to anybody, it gotta be kind of Ben, especially for 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 for, for Broner. He'll make more money with Ben, and that's what he needs. You know, he's been out the ring. He's looking for some real money. That's that's the move. Broner Ben, not Broner Brook. Um, but what do you guys think of Supermax Super Chat? Yeah, Broner's got to go to Ben first because Ben is 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 kind of a hot commodity in division. I mean, in that he's the UK guy. He's got some UK fights he could take. He's got some good, interesting stateside fights. Um, we could see it. He's been coming along good. Like I said, I like the win over Algeria because Algeria is a common opponent with Spence. If he's good enough for Spence, he's good enough for Ben. He's good enough for me. Uh-huh. So I like the way Ben's me uh, moved along, and and I like the call out of Broner if he could get that fight cool. But look at what he's doing. He's kind of laying his, you know, he, like like he's Betty. He's just laying his bread all around. He's trying to see if he can get Broner in the ring. He's trying to see if he can get um, uh, Brooke, you know what I mean? He's got some interesting fights he could take. 
And, um, you know, definitely I, I would like to see that. Supermax may be on a song. I definitely believe Brooke beats Broner. I swear to God. I was going to just yeah, say, definitely. do you guys definitely. think that, like, he, he's Broner's really beating anybody? Because, um, like, the last fight I think I've seen him fight, I mean, he, he fought like a nobody. And it just, he didn't look great doing it. Like draw, he, no less. You know, I mean, I give like, him a shot versus Connor only because Connor doesn't have the experience of Broner. Nothing else. Not because I think, you know, uh, Connor's more skilled or, you know, the he's youthful. He's got more youth. He's, he's, he's young, you know, younger, fresher. But Broner got that experience, man. And he got that Bro- left hook. But Broner looked like Claudie Jr., I think, against <laughs> Ben. If he don't, if he get touched with something he don't like from not being in the ring or just because of he, he, in his mind, Broner's a much more defensive fighter than he actually is. So in his mind, he's in there shoulder rolling and Philly shelling it to death, but he's not really creating the offense. You know, no, not enough. He doesn't have enough output, I think, to even steal around from Conor Ben. And I don't necessarily know if he's, you know, able to kind of, he can catch a little quick counters. You know, that's the thing. I can't take nothing away from him. Broner will roll that shoulder and catch you with a nice little counter right, but I don't know if it has enough on it to bother Connor. And, and number two, I don't know if it's enough activity uh, to get him to fight. Because you know we it happened in the UK. That wouldn't happen stateside, I don't think. Mm. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I just prefer, you know, the other what? fight. I'm sorry. But what are the results? Jaime, we got Jaime to talk about. Who want to take it away? No, uh, you know, obviously he they went good. out. Say it again. He looked good because I see Amin shaking his head. I feel like Hami looked good. No, he looked good. He did look he, good. You know, he looked good Bad against. Day. I was gonna say he looked good against Big Meech. You know, he looked good against Big Meech and and he put you Big know, Meech like in another it's, dimension it's, with that it's left time, it's, You know, it was nice to see. I thought the event. I thought Golden Boy Zanford. Deve Azteca, I thought they all did a great job with it. The event was great, um, but yo, it's time for it's it's been time and it continues to be time. Uh, you know, shit, he might even be late to fighting a bigger name at one sixty. I mean, he it's about kind- to step up. Yo, I'm, he got no to more- step up. He did y'all hear the rumors? Did y'all hear the rumors? Uh, Golden Boy reached out the top rank. They trying to make the John Beck. What's his last name? Alam Bak Alam 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 Bakert. Yeah, but know. but he has oh, he has shit. he has Alam, a fight. Uh, isn't it Alalakmedev or some shit? I don't know. Yeah, but he has a fight. He has a fight lined up for the for the uh wh- what is it the regular title? Yeah, well he's got some sort of interim belt. But what you think he's gonna do? What's a bigger fight, Jaime or some interim versus nobody? It was a uh, Patrick Tessera. Not a bad name, former world champ. So you get what I'm saying? It's like, why would top rank give him when we could make our own in, in, in-house fight? I, that... think, I think because Jaime's vulnerable and they can get, they can gain something from that win. And let's be real, I think that they have a good shot at winning. Does I mean, have you watched that dude, uh, John Beck? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he was on the card of Terrence Crawford, Sean Porter. You know, I was there. They made it seem like he was the next Gennady, not what I saw in the ring. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> um, you know, he did get the late stoppage. You know, the ref, you know, stopped it, but not, you know, what was being portrayed. I think it would be an exciting fight with Mungia. But, yo, like, it's been time, and the rumors, that's cool. But until it happens, you know, it's like, bro, like, what you bro, doing? Bro, but he's like, young. But he's young. And, and Canelo, fuck, bro. yo, your you favorite fighter, young, your favorite fighter, your favorite fighter at this age, you know, he didn't eat. What, what was Canelo doing? How old is Jaime? Right. 24. Right Canelo there. had already he's fought right Floyd. Okay. He's got 38 fights. No more Dennis Hogan's. We don't need none of that. Yo, those it's, it's are all good up. fights, though. Honestly, like, I was looking at but his But how resume. many of them do we need to see? How many of them? When he stopped getting hit. That's how his investors are looking at it. He, he's got to learn how to not... Yeah, yes, they could. They already avoided two eliminators. They, they and that's what went... I'm, still, I'm not condoning that. I know he did it. I can't condone it, is what I'm saying. So the next fight has to be... To that extra, I agree that those fights is how you bring a fighter along. Conor Ben's being brought along the same way. I'm not disputing that, but he's been brought along. Like, he he, he yeah. ready. If he's not ready, he'll never be ready. Conor Ben ain't no future world champ. How the fuck was y'all trying to get the Gennady Golovkin fight when uh, Jaime was at 154, the Nevada State Athletic Commission didn't even approve it? Yeah, but, but that, doesn't guys, mean, that doesn't mean that Jaime wanted it, for one. Two, it don't mean he was going to take it. Three, it don't even mean that that team who probably was negotiating and that's why that was leaked is still with him. Remember that he switched to Eric Morales and, and, and that was for a few fights. Now he's not even with Eric. He's Yesterday he was with some other dude in there. I don't know who that dude was. I, I'm not sure. I saw in the Twitterverse people bringing that up and they were saying that he was still with Eric. He just couldn't be in his corner for the fight. I'm not sure. That makes no sense. Didn't Eric fight in that same stadium? They should have moved mountains to have them there. That was like Eric Stadium. Don't make no sense. But it I mean, to be it. honest with you, do you think that uh, he should really stay at 160 considering he looked like he was going to die at the weigh-in? Or do you think that's just a bad camp? Yeah, I'm going to go with bad camp. He just moved up. He can't be ready for 68 because he's going to die at 68 in a fight. He ain't did shit at 60. What you going to do at 68? I'm just talking about the weight cut. That shit no, no, looked, that looked you. like, you know, that, he didn't look that, healthy. That's just bad discipline. I mean, come on. A couple years ago, you were able to make a healthy 154 pounds. I'm not saying it wasn't challenging, but I seen you weigh he in. He ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. That's why they want John Beck. Listen, they're avoiding Andre. Andre's moving up. If they fight John Beck, they become the vacant W. You know, they get elevated from interim. To, to full champ. And I don't Andre, know. If I was him, I'd be running straight at Triple G, man. Honestly. I, I, I agree. Think no, definitely. That's Adrian a great Wick. fight. And that's a, that, that's a great fight. And that's a good style for him to fight against. Let me get to some of these super chats. He'll never get Triple G, though, guys. Like, you, you Triple G ain't going to look at him. And neither is the zone going to look at making that fight with Triple G anymore when... When when they trying to finalize the the Canelo Triple G deal, which brings in more money for the zone, I got uh, Anthony, who says love the show, Ness Heyman. Well, well, love you, champ. Thank you for showing love. We got uh, James Benitez. This says stop it, Kel versus Danny Garcia. It's a money fight. These casuals forget Keith is on another path. Benavidez, Garcia, Guerrero, not Ben. Benavidez, Garcia, Guerrero, not Ben for Kelbrook. All right, so he means uh, Jose Benavidez. Um, 
I mean, you're trying to make him, you're trying to match him with names over here, and let's be real, he don't fight people over here. He fought two dudes, and yes, those are two of the toughest welterweights out, but it took him like 12 years in between. You know what I'm saying? He fought Earl, and then a decade later fought Crawford. Like, I'm not expecting him to fight Keith, Danny, Benavidez, none of them dudes. I'm just being real. I'm shocked we still talking about Kel. Dude's really liking Kel out here. No thoughts on that super chat by James Benitez? Nah, we we talked about it. Right. I think we I think we just caught it late. That that's all. Uh, Edgar says even if PBC offers 150 million to Canelo, he will turn it down. Problem is one man, and that's David, which Reynoso is scared of. Uh, Alvarez, you think that your best friend Eddie Reynoso is afraid of David Benavidez? Stop it. Stop it. Come on, man. These are world-level fighters, yo. Like, what is there to be scared of? Like, don't get... I'm not saying... I've said that's a dangerous fight. I'm not saying I believe Canelo wins, but would I be shocked if David pulls it out? I wouldn't be shocked. You get what I'm saying? But, bro, these guys ain't scared. They ain't scared. Like, come on, yo. That ain't even a real question to me. Like, what is they scared of? Probably, Let me scared, ask you. probably scared of, of the Gypsy King. That's it. Hey, yo. Let me ask you something. What, like, I, I don't understand. Like, Triple G, I know he's waiting for his last dance with Canelo. Hopefully he can cash out. But, like, is there no chance of any prospects of Charlo and Triple G lining up at 160? So, it just, so there's no way possible? Nah, man, you know that. Why? <laughs> because, I mean, I'm just, I'm just being naive, I guess, man. I'm figuring if everybody's tied up waiting on Canelo, Canelo's going to be busy doing what he want to do. These other guys, they got to do something, man. They got to do something. The dude got like, what? It won't three, be fighting Three, Triple four G. divisions on hold waiting for him to make a decision. Yeah. That shit's kind of fucked up. I'm just saying. Triple G and Marauder It ain't fucked up. up. It ain't fucked up. That ain't his fault. I said that. I mean, it's, but they like the mother dudes need to fight say? each other. Like, fuck what Canelo's doing. That's the problem. Just do what you gotta do. That's the it's you know? they yeah. fault. It's they fault. Not his fault. They the ones sitting around with on their hands. Got they they ass cheeks is on their hands. They not doing anything. They sitting on their ass, bro. Just waiting around, hoping that he picks them. They 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 looking pathetic out in these streets. I'm just being real. I got Hulk in Maryland. That says Bo New Khan, unless he meant Brooke New Khan was done. Oh no, he meant Bo 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 Mac. Bo Mac. Yeah, so he meant because uh, he put B O E, but he meant, he put Bo New Khan was done. Kel versus Keith or Connor. Stop with this Keith shit, man. Y'all wilding right now, man. Y'all wilding. He right about he right about that him knowing he was done though. I, I think Bo Mac knew yeah. he exactly that. how that shit was gonna be. Adrian, <laughs> like you, you know you know for for a fact as a trainer, he seen that shit in Spawn out here selling us fucking fucking wolf tickets. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh he sparring with Crawford. Yeah 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 yeah. I I mean Crawford must have not been hitting this dude not even at twenty percent because he 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 had zero punches. Every time Kel landed the left hook. No, I'm shocked they ain't make memes yet. My man was on the Costa Zoo legs two times. <laughs> two times on the Costa Zoo legs. Hey, man, I'm mad, too, because I have to eat crow on that. I, th- I thought Khan had something left. Man, that boy went out there. He was he was sad. He has something <laughs> left. It's called nothing. 
Oh, right, he was, hey, man, he, he's a runner. He he's a track he star. Down, man. He <laughs> yo, he, he did go down. down that, he do get credit for that. He do get credit for not going down. You know, that's that's like uh, you know, fucking consolation prize. Like, yo, you ain't win, but yo, in retrospect, bro, you ain't get knocked out. Everybody thought you was about to be knocked out, like you always do. You know, hey, which listen, brings it's, me. It, with, go ahead. It's like this, man. You remember you had that kid Jahi Tucker, right, yeah. on the show. Yeah, you remember him? Yep. Um, actually, um, what's his name is out of Milwaukee, and he was getting trained. He went to a gym, a different gym, and a different trainer than he'd been with. And it's like, you know, we was there when he was. They was getting ready to come. We was there getting some sparring, and um, Akeem Black, he was there, man. Like, I just want to say, you don't think that them dudes over there weren't like, yeah, you know, yeah, sure, we'll train you. Like, who's not going to take money? You know, and I mean, I like, Akeem's a great dude, man, but that fight, he got, man, he got fucked up. Like, <laughs> like I, got... I was like, da- I was like, damn, dude, like, you are getting fucked up. And, you know, I know those guys, man, so I know them dudes in his corner, and I'm like, damn, man, like, you had to know a little bit or, you know, you had to know that maybe he wasn't going to be on that level. If you looked at, uh, man, the you tape. know, inspiring, man, you know, inspiring right. when a dude ain't got it. I, I could imagine how much, uh, Khan be shelling up inspiring if he was shelling up like that in the fucking ring. And he knew he had to get dog sparring cause he knew this was a grudge match. You seen Kell Brook was being rough using a forearm, uh, pushing him down tussling with him, being a stronger man. Like, he wasn't ready for a dog fight, and that's why he got dogged out. I got a super chat from Jonathan, uh, a.k.a. New York Bullet. He says, which I think Brooke, no, y'all think Brooke is good for Blair Cobbs. Excuse me, y'all think Brooke is a good fight for Blair Cobbs? And I say, yes, yes, yes. I love that fight. That's Give me an that. interesting fight. Yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah, I could, I could get with that. Give me that fight, man. Give me that The fight. lead up to that. The lead up. Yeah, the, the, I was going to say, the build up alone would be, that's a, would be good. That's a big step up for Blair. I don't even know if Blair can beat that version of Brooke, honestly. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, he never he never been on that level. So, for him, that is something that, you know, he definitely... Uh, that's a good fight. That's a good fight Listen, for him. And, and they need to have lead ups like the... Uh, what was it? Mayweather Gaddy lead ups for some of these fights. Like good shit talkers, good whatever. Like, man, they had some great interviews on the show. I mean, Floyd like was talking plenty shit. Gaddy was talking plenty shit. They need fighters who can talk. They need to give them that platform, not, oh, hey, we're gonna have this fight in two months. And they give us a couple press conferences and little bullshit. Hmm. Uh let's see what we got here. Sway in New York City says, Garcia Brooke at 154 in Philadelphia, throwing boots on the undercard for the vacant IBO, the other green belt. Maybe Fulton as the co-main for an all-out Philly card. I love it, but they don't promote, these promoters, especially Al, let's just be real. Al is like one of the only fucking promoters slash whatever you want to call him who does not put his fighters or 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 does not frequently put the majority of his fighters in their home base. You know, uh, yes, Earl's gone to his hometown. 
yes, somebody else you can remember probably got a home. I mean, fight. Charlo, J Rock, uh, Jared Hurd. And if you remember, that's it out of, out of 200 plus fighters. No, no, yeah, I'm saying how many are, are worth the how long ago? Though? How long that and that's my point though. If you don't build someone in their hometown, they're never gonna be worth nothing. You know, like, and that's like what I was... once they make a name for themselves, we've seen Javante go to Baltimore. We, you know, okay. but the thing that's is, one. J, and, uh, and you're talking about Jared, his biggest names. No, you're talking about his biggest Puerto name. Rico. Jared had to win a fucking unified title to get a, a hometown fight. And then he lost the hometown fight and I, so did J-Rock. But that's my point, though. They had to unify just to get a hometown. You know, gone are the days of building up a dude in his hometown and having him be a draw. Fernando Guerrero was selling 8,000 tickets in Salisbury, Maryland, bro. Before signing the Al. But do you think that sometimes that's because promoters might want to make fighters realize, like, listen... If I build you up in your hometown, then I know you could go do your own thing. Like, say someone pulled a Floyd, right? Like, I'm going to be my own promotion company. I'm going to be my own thing. You know? Shit, you've been building me at home. I can I can pack 10,000 people in an in a, a arena. Yeah, but then but it I comes down. But I can do down. this shit myself and make all the money myself. Nah, but because... if I'm a promoter and I put, put you around everywhere, you know what I'm saying? I have more control that you never leave me. I hear you, but it comes down to showing that fighter, look, you packed it out here. 10,000 tickets here means 5,000 for you. 10,000 tickets in Vegas is going to mean 30,000 for you. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, you want your fighter to have a hometown base, but his ticket sales is never going to be the cost of the big cities. But if you build them... He'll bring his fighters with him to the big cities, you know, and that's really what you want. But uh, I got Big Fish Vega, Big Fish Vega that says, I like Ben getting his big name matchup with Kell Brook. They don't have to fight at 147 pound limit. Also, why not Kell Brook versus Danny Garcia? That's another one that wants the Danny versus Brook fight. Uh, for Danny, let it be at 54. He's the one said he wanted to move up. We haven't seen anything at all with him suggesting that he wants to stay at 47. He hasn't been in the ring since the Earl fight. We shouldn't even try to imagine, fathom him at 147 again because then it'll be a fat camp. You know, if he loses, it's like, oh, I told you I wanted to move up. No, just no. Just more no's. I, I, I don't want that. Uh, let me see here. Before we get to the next Super Chat, we do got some other results we had to get to. Uh, weekend results. We talked about Brooke. Uh, Jorge, Jorge Linares and Zaire Abdullah. Oh, yeah, man. Linares had that fight in the bag, and in the last round, homie gets dropped once and stopped. Twice. Got dropped twice. What Wasn't the second one the stoppage? No. Oh, damn. So three all together. I mean, whatever. But wow. You know, it was sad. We were doing a lot of fight chat. Not only that, the zone, I mean, ESPN fucked up and we lost the last round. We had to watch replays. Just a sad moment for Linares. Abdullayev, uh, a fantastic moment. But for Haney, a bad situation. Bittersweet, right? 
in one hand, Devin gets to say, I beat that dude. Look how good he was. He knocked out Linares. In another hand, his detractors get to say, six people beat Linares. Five people knocked him out. One person didn't. His name is Devin Haney. Yeah, that's that's uh, not a great look. It doesn't. It, that's not aging well. So do you think? Do do you guys feel like, you know, given what Devin did to Abdullayev, that doesn't outweigh what Abdullayev did to Linares and what Devin couldn't do against Linares? I don't know. You just gotta think. The dude that nobody heard of knocked out a dude that hurt you. I'm just being real, you know what I'm saying? Everybody knows I love Bill. Everybody knows this, the Bill voice, the Haney voice, but I know this is what people are thinking. I know this is what people are saying in the water coolers, on the back calls, where, where they can't be heard by Bill and, and Devin. You know, this is what they tweeting. I, I got a tweet. You seen the tweet in the pre-pro, you know? I didn't get this ammunition alone. I, I, I'm doing my homework. This is what the, what the, what the social media streets are saying. And it's okay. Paulie Malinaji was a two-time champion. He only had seven knockouts. Devin obviously has more power than Paulie. So, you know, let them think you don't have power. Let them laugh at you for not having power, but you're undefeated and you're a world champion. And if you can't punch, why won't they fight you? That's all. That's all. Yeah, there's a lot of guys in interesting situations like that. Like, I don't think a lot of guys want to fight Devin because he does have a high skill set. Um, it's a risk, you know, like you're going to get a dude who might just outpoint you and make you look stupid for 12 rounds instead of getting knocked out. You know, that can be to me, that would be frustrating too. um, to go against somebody who just outskills me for 12 rounds. Um, that would hurt. I mean, that's a different type of loss, you know, when someone just takes you to school, teaches you a lesson, like look at Bernard Hopkins versus Kelly Pavlik. They met at a catch weight, and Bernard just, you know, he made him look like a dumbass, you know, and then, you know, told him afterwards, man, hold on to the 160-pound straps that I lost to another guy, but I easily beat you. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. Danny, any thoughts? You know, I, I feel like uh, I, I get both ends of it. You get know what I'm saying? Um you know, Styles make fights. Linares, to me, was winning the fight um, up to that point. And, you know, it's the name of the game that, you know, Abdullah showed that he could come back. Um, I'm glad he won the way he did because, of course, he started to have success the second half of the fight. And, you know, we still thought Linares was winning, but we're like, you know, is it going to be another controversial decision? So definitely got to give Abdullah his credit. You know, I was there when Devin broke his fucking face in New York. Um, and I was also there when Devin outclassed Lenars for nine and a half rounds. You know, didn't get touched. And then he did, right? Um, he wasn't hurt. I mean, he didn't go down, I should say. You know, he pulled through. But, you know, there's going to be both aspects of it. But in, until people step into the ring with the guys they should be stepping into the ring with, then there's always going to be that talk. And even after, people are going to be like, oh, he did this. You know, this happened. 
Like, look, Devin won, you know, nine, ten rounds against Sonaris, but everybody detracts from that, and they like, oh, he looked bad because he got rocked. Oh, he was hurt. He didn't go down, but he was hurt, though. He got hurt in the I mean, fight. the same thing happens to Keith. He got hurt to the body, and people think he's a bum. Yo, I got an interesting uh, take on the Devin situation, though. Go ahead, Amir. I got an interesting take on the Devin situation because, look, the other take on it is this, and I hope Bill don't come on because I, I got a little, I got a few things to do tonight. But the, the two guys that he beat are fighting each other. Tio wouldn't fight him. Now George won't fight him. Interesting narrative. So it doesn't all look bad about Devin not having power, not having power. It still kind of looks like the curious case of why the fuck people still ducking Devin Haney. No, for sure. I mean, we, you know, people say who who have you beat? People say uh, people people say you, you don't hurt nobody, you don't knock nobody out. Look, we're talking about the Lenares win right now, but yet we not seeing the guys that should be stepping into the fight. Them, we should have never, we should have never seen top rank Carl Moretti, Igus Klimas ask for that franchise status. We should we shouldn't see this back and forth of George Campos is like nah you know let there let there not be an undisputed champion. Let me go get two fights in with somebody who lost to the guy I just beat. Like it's it's it's, it's sad, man. It's sad. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you, Dan. Like you, we could have figured out this whole belt situation and and that's the only answer to kind of the situation with all the different belts is to get guys who are undisputed and keep passing around undisputed i know you can't keep it like that forever just because of mandatories and things of that nature but like that's the sad part you just you got these this piece to the puzzle and i can't believe that cambosis isn't like doesn't want that piece just to solidify it you know, I mean, I think that's a big money fight. Um, it's just sad that that's going to happen because um, I, don't, I don't see it happening. What, you're going to go with Loma? I mean, but I said that when we talked earlier, Ness. I said that, you know, Loma, ver the Australian versus the Russian wouldn't be a bad look for TV. And look, they're following suit now and trying to go that direction. I got <clears throat> Anthony back with another one. He says, can't Canelo become undisputed in two fights at 175? Uh, he's got to yes. let it play out, though. He's got to let it let it play out, you know what I mean? It could, it could end up being more than two or only one, depending on how he gets it done. Well, I mean, let's say that he does fight Bivol in May and then Gennady in... in, 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 in. September, how the matchroom offer um, is set up. Well, they're saying, what, June for better be even Joe Smith Jr.? So he could have that undisputed fight technically in two fights should the better be even Joe Smith Jr. not end in a draw. And should he be Bivol, of course. Man, 
Man, I'm I'm busy out here looking for this. Uh, it was like a tweet or 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 something about <laughs> avoided fighters. Do you guys remember that? No. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, I know where I saw that. Huh. Well, I put it in the pre-pro. The one... Put it in the pre-pro. Let me just give you some information here. Charlo rejected seven million for a one-fight deal and a chance to win another belt versus Andre. Canelo rejected $45 million for a one-fight deal from DAZN to fight Andre. Golovkin rejected $25 million and an offer to unify at 160, uh, obviously with Andre, but didn't take the fight out of fear of losing that third Canelo fight. Billy Joe Saunders tested positive the first time he was scheduled to fight Andre. Next time Andre wanted to move to 68 and face him, uh, Billy decided to lose to Canelo. Jaime was the mandatory, decided not to fight Andre and activate his mandatory status. And now Samson Lewikovich is asking for $7 million just to start to talk about fighting with Andre. It's pretty crazy. Devin and Andre must be the most avoided fighters in boxing right now. And it's crazy that that's, you know, it, it, it's somewhere where you can visualize it, you can hear it. Yo, man, that's why he get that, that boogeyman title. And whether you think he's got the skills, the chin, the gall, yo, he's he's avoided for one reason or another. And, and, and it can't just be the A-side slut talk, the money, he don't do this, he don't do that. Because now we got numbers to put the names, the faces when we talk about them duck tacos and the duck sauce for the for the egg rolls and all the bullshit they cooking up over there, man. I think it's interesting. A lot of guys, um, they got to be held accountable, you know. And, and that means, again, not being afraid to let your O go, you know. But I can't speak for nobody's integrity and I can't count nobody's pockets. So that's the other side of the game, you know, I can't really, you know, speak for. At the end of the day, it's on them to make these fights. I mean, it's it's garbage, but this is the sport that we do love. I mean, honestly, they, they've been doing this for a long time. It just seems to be more prevalent now. Um, and we're so close to, you know, like looking at Canelo undisputing, Josh Taylor undisputed. Um, you know, there's a lot of divisions now, right? And I mean, maybe I don't know my history enough, but like right now it's like the most probably undisputed people like people with undisputed titles i mean i'd like to see that continue that'd be an easier way to liquidate these titles down if boxing ever did that check out this little list shout out to marcus in ohio with ohio runs boxing now now like everyone marcus has an agenda and obviously his agenda is very uh you know <laughs> blatant ohio runs boxing so when he put this list together, I don't think he's being biased in who's on the list, but obviously his caption is, is totally biased and based at uh, this list driving attention to Albert Bell's fight, which I'll help him because I didn't have to mention the caption. Um, but most avoided fighters, he says, and I want to know, do you guys agree? Number one, Terrence Bud Crawford, 38 and 0. Number two, Demetrius Andrade. 31-0. Shakur Stevenson, 17-0. Devin Haney, 
27 and 0. Jamal Charlo, 32 and 0. Rashidi Speedy Ellis, 23 and 0. Albert Bell, 19 and 0. Arthur Betterbiev, 17 and 0. Jerron Ennis, 28 and 0. Charles Conwell, 16 and 0. This is actually, in my opinion, a really good list. I can't even think of anyone else that needs to be on here. I think Conwell was spot on. They are avoiding that man like a plague. And and by they, I don't even mean fighters. It seems the networks don't want him. And this is it, it, didn't this dude catch a body in the ring? Yeah. Yeah, Patrick Day out in Chicago. You know, and I hate to sound like I don't care. Like, you know, like I'm excited that he did, but I'm saying like for TV, you know, the man got power. Hey, Matias is still getting fights, so you know what I mean? So y'all think everybody belongs on the list? Um, I I don't know about the order, but I agree, uh, you know, with the majority of the names on the list, um, obviously something that I've seen, um, you know, Shakur, Devin Haney. I don't know so much about better be when you about to fight, you know, in the unification. I don't know um, about Charlo either. I don't have Charlo's avoided. Not, not more. I mean, I mean, other than Andre and his promoter offering $7 million to cross the street when we know that Jamal is tied to Showtime and PBC, who's really asking to fight Jamal? I mean, Chris Eubank was there, didn't stick around to fight him. He left. Is there anyone that you, like, I'm, I'm and I'm not being sarcastic, like, do y'all know anyone calling out Jamal? Danny Jacobs, right? At a point in time. Now, I'm not saying right Bruh, now, that but... shit was like five years ago. It was pre-pandemic. Barkley Center was popping. New York City was the, the spot to be. That shit was a long time ago. Matter of fact, that shit was so long ago, Danny probably was still fighting on, like, HBO, man. Like really? When was that? You on me? Yeah, that that was a good pull up, though. I mean, when he when he approached Charlo, it was a good pull up. Yeah, but then he turned it into money. He's like, you ain't. It went. Hey, for me, it was more the body language. Like you could you could see that Danny like his body language and Charlo's body language. Like at that point in time, Charlo looked a little like oh shit. They said, remember, (laughs) remember, if you remember that video. All them dudes in that clique looked at pretty saucy. So maybe he knew he was saucy. He wasn't about to get on no street shit and get clipped while he's saucy. Like I ain't trying to fight if I'm if I'm tipsy. Like my my dudes better have my back. You see, I'm t- don't let me get knocked out drunk, cause that's the worst. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I'm just saying the way he pulled up on him and, and the reaction after everything that was said. Like, Charlo just didn't seem like he had that same energy once Danny was, like, in his face talking to him. I'm just saying, you can tell when somebody has the same energy when they see you in person, when they've been talking about you, and then you like, you get face-to-face. Like, some people's energy is exactly the same or turns up, and other people's energy goes way down. That Kanye you know, energy so that's, the same, that's, huh? That's honorable pressure, though. Like, Danny knew that he pressed him, and he was like, all right, if it ain't that, and I'm not gonna keep pressing you. Like, ah, right, it's cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's a subtle, 
You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, Danny's a gentleman, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got Sway who says, Khan should have tagged Bud into the fight. Laugh out loud. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's the only way he would have got a win, and it would have been a partial win. Partial, because he would have been tagging in a completely different fighter to handle it. Khan was so happy to have Bud there. I don't know if y'all seen the media workout. He, he grabbed Bud's hand and, like, raised it as if they both won and, and did a 360 for the crowd. I'm like, this dude is out here tripping. He just need to become a trainer at this point, man. Let me get him ring the alarm. I got Sway in New York City with the third one. He says, Thurman versus Broner or Trout, not Brook. Money and name. I agree. I want the Trout fight, man. I'm, I'm biased. Give my boy Trout a shot. He worked his way all the way down to motherfucking 48 twice. Let him, let him, let him do it. That's a good fight. Plus, when he rehydrate, you know, at least Keith got an excuse for not being able to knock him out. So there you go. Yeah, Trout. He's a southpaw. He, he got his way down. He he might hydrate up. He he could end up stopping Broner. First time we see Broner get stopped. Nah, 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 nah. I, Trout. He said he said Thurman versus Broner or Trout. So it's like Thurman Broner, Thurman Trout. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I don't want to see Thurman Trout. This is what I'm trying to really? say. Really? Like, yo, <laughs> yo, that's Trout? a tune-up that's, tune that's tough, man. That dude going to rehydrate to like 180. Came off of Barrios. What are we talking about? He need two tune-ups. You seen him on the Barrios. You think he ready for Crawford off that tune-up with Barrios? If he ain't ready, then he ain't ready. You Step wild, to the side. Man. Well, that's what he doing. He stepping to the side. About to fight Trout. Trout. Brona. <laughs> Yo, listen, people say if you ain't if you ain't shit and get off the pot, he ain't on the pot. He he made his own little what's them shits called, Danny, I gotta make an air for the little holes in the in the you know what I mean? Take a shit in the bush, make a hole in the dirt. He he out there doing his own thing, man. He doing it. Yo, y'all be hating on Thurman, man. My man got one loss to pack, y'all. Y'all trying to throw him away like a balled up piece of paper. And this is man. what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to throw him away. So let him get that tune up. When he talking to me, all right, the, so listen. Yo, wait. the question was, out of the two tunas, which one you like the best? You talking about neither one. I'll take Broner just, Broner, for, the, just, take just Broner. for the shit talk, Broner. the shit talking to the lead up. Because at least that'll make me excited for when they took talk all that shit to each other. But like the actual, you know, the actual fight, we'll see what we get. <laughs> I take, I I take like Broner, Broner Trout. Part of Thurman and Boots. You said what? Thur Th I take Broner and Trout on the undercard of Thurman and Boots. They get a welterweight. You know what I mean? I like that. Thurman and Trout. Thurman and Trout for the winner get Boots? No, no, no. Thurman, what I say? I don't I'm, know. I'm high as a kite. Thurman, <laughs> and, Thurman and, and um, Boots, Trout and Broner. Nah, why are you trying to kill my man's in them, bruh? Son, dying, what? man. Yo, how he dying? He need another tuna. You trying to throw him in there with boots? Yo, you ain't even right, man. I'm moving. Nah, on, that's man. fair. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair fight. Nah, boots got to fight. It's a young dude. It's let, a young dude that's overrated. Let Sean Porter Hey, what you going to do? Dude. Hey, what do you want him to do? Dust off Sean Porter and, and, and do a rematch? Nah, let Porter <laughs> let Porter stay there. 
It's on Boots to do. Uh, it's on. It's on. It's on Clayton to prove that Boots is a hype job. That's his job now. Like ain't our job. That we sit back and watch. We gonna see what's what. It's 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 on Clayton. You know what I mean? Shout out to Jeff. Him and him and Clayton gotta get it done. I got Mad Bent one hundred. Brona beats Brook. Anybody throwing back versus non flowing Brook wins. Couldn't drop Chin Khan. See, that is something to consider. Like, is Brooke done? Because he couldn't, you know, look like everyone does versus Khan. He, a win is a win for me. So, he got the win. I mean. Pfft. I mean, is he done against who? Like, you get what I'm saying? Ah, so he's only done versus a certain fighter. Yeah, I mean, he's done against, like, the top seven, eight mm. guys. Man, but it's, it's a top. job, though. It's a job, though, right? So, even if he's done against the top guys, you got to think about it as a profession. You're gonna you're gonna sit, still make money. You know, boxing is just different. Like even if you're not fighting the top guys, you can still move around at the lower level or B level and get paid a good uh, a good amount. Like what what did he make to fight Khan? Who, bro? Man, I don't know. I'm that, sure he got a bag. They, yeah, because that was boxer. They they needed some fights, and they got attention with this fight. It's crazy. They picked up a lot of attention. People were, people were interested, and this was a anybody old know the gate? Fight. Nah, it was twenty thousand though. Huh? Twenty thousand people. I don't and know. it's it's so it sold out, if not minutes and seconds. Yeah, I don't know how much they made, but it was it was definitely twenty thousand in there. I got James Benitez that says King Amin, way you saying. What? Way you saying Algeria good fight for Ben? That no different the Boots versus the Lorme. You must be crazy thinking Ben is ready for Brooke. That's why you, not? That's for you, why? champ. I mean, like what? Yeah, Read nah, it again. Yeah, I'm like yo, Boots is, is uh, what he say. Ben he said, King I mean. The way you saying the Algeria good fight for Ben, that's no different than Boots versus Delorme. You must be crazy thinking Ben ready for Brooke. Oh man, so he on this he on this Kell Brook thing, man. He gonna really go hard for this Kell Brook thing. Yeah. Listen, I think yeah, Brooks got the experience, but it was against Khan. It was against Khan. It was the chin versus the eye, and the eye seemed to uh, hold up. You know, I don't. Mm -hmm. It was no kind of issue. About the eye, not not that we could tell from from anything Khan was landing, but you know, put him in there against somebody that's that's trying to attack him and trying to hurt him, and we'll still see if he has that veteran savvy and that craftiness that that got him to win over Porter, that held him in that you know in, in contention. So, I mean, it's a fight we'll have to see, but I think that Connor Ben, you know, for the UK side of things, especially like the names, you know, the venues they could sell out, and you get the young boy. To take a scalp of an old head on his side of town, and I think that says something. You know, I think that builds a lot of cachet to where in the welterweight division he might be able to create his own lane. And like, yo, I'm over here doing welterweight, so you got to come over here and fight me, or, or even make you know a big enough name to come stateside. So I, I don't know, Benitez. I don't know. I got Big Fish Vega. If Canelo goes to the zone, let's get Charlo versus Monguilla. Yeah, I mean, you know, if we're living in that world with Peter Pan, well, we're, we're Never Never Land, then, then, then we're getting that. But until we see PBC do a fight with the zone, PBC ain't doing fights with the zone, man. 
Man, that's such bullshit. I'm not going to lie. Like, just the whole politics of boxing, they be fucking up a lot of good fights. Mm -hmm. Like, all these options that aren't options just because of who you deal with, man. That shit's killing boxing. I mean, you say that, but you about to throw a show for USA Boxing. Like, you going to fill up your show. You're not about to... You're going to put your fighters from your boxing club on first. You're going to try and match them up first before the coach from the city next door talking about, Adrian, I got seven kids I need to get on your card. You want to make sure your fighters is on your card first. Yeah, facts. Not going to lie. Yeah. All right. So it's no different. (laughs) So it's no different. It's no different for any other promoter. So not only do they want to get day fighters on day card, but guess what? They have an alliance and a loyalty to their network because that network is putting those fighters on TV and that network is paying those fighters. And because those fighters are getting paid by that network, your pockets is getting fat. Why would you cross them? Like, people ain't looking at it like that. Charlo Bungi, I'm saying, if they could just work together to give us some some fights that we want to see, like, that's a good fight. I I tell you, the only way... The only way I see that happening is they've been rumoring the zone pay-per-view. They could do it that way. A a, a split pay-per-view, which I don't know how that's going to work with a fucking app. And then you got a premium network in Showtime. So I don't know. But since they want to flirt with pay-per-view, let them do a pay-per-view. But Monguilla ain't taking that. Remember, he he was supposed to take the Dervianchenko fight. And instead... Dervianchenko for Adamus. So now, if he want a shot at Charlo, he got to go through Adamus, and I don't know that he want that. That's why he already calling out Jambek. Even though the Adamus fight would have been easier for him, I'm going to be real. What y'all think? I mean, I know you like, you be watching all them shits. Who's the tougher fight, Jambek or or Adamus? I think Adamus has already been beat a few times, right? So it's like, there's a a mean, I I think the tougher fight is Jambek. You know, I think that is a tougher fight, but I feel like Adamus is still a very tough fight. I mean, he chose John Beck, so I guess he think that one is easier. Maybe easier to make. I think he can get outboxed, but I also think he can hurt Adamus. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, you know, John Beck, I think it's a it's a tougher fight all around. But um, again, Magia, that's the thing. It's, it's funny moves, and I don't know if it's, you know, you, sometimes we blame the fighters and say it's funny moves, funny moves. It is the promotional issue, man. I damn sure wish they could work together or deal with that shit, man. But, uh, I mean, it's obvious we got to, you know, accept the lines of what they've given us. But we got to have some level of discernment. You know, we can't just accept anything, man. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like I just wish they could uh, work together and come to a financial point where you can have two people be happy. But I'll be honest, I can see why you wouldn't do that. Like, I really can from just promoting the show myself. I can't imagine doing it with somebody else and be like, damn, I got to split split all the bread with you now? Exactly. Like, shit. Exactly. You know? But this is why I said, and, 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 and hopefully, you know, um, thankfully to this show, a lot of shit that I've said comes true, uh, whether it's in boxing or in my own life. So we're going to put it out there again and say that if they ever sat down, Bob, Eddie, and Al, and, and and brought their companies together, they would be able to literally strong arm whichever network they choose. 
Because they can even they can tell each network, we either give the world boxing or there is no more boxing. So, you know, it's just that simple. They're the three biggest. It's that simple. You either give us the deal we want or, 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 or there is none. And you won't get it. Because when we go across the street, they're going to give it to us. So it'll only be one network that has the three biggest promoters with the three biggest stables. Each of them know how to do things magnificently well. Not that they do everything well, but Eddie, come on. He's a global promoter. He can put shows on in Italy, the UK, America, fucking, I don't know, what countries am I missing? And he can, Saudi Arabia, and he can get you that Middle Eastern money. Al, mm -hmm. Al obviously is there for the fighters. He gets them paid. He makes sure they invest their money properly. He makes sure they have life after boxing. Bob, I don't know what one thing he does great. Um, he's been in the sport 84 years, so we'll say he's the experience. And he's the one that's probably like me, frugal, you know? He's the one that's offering people $1 million for a, <laughs> for a fight. He's keeping that budget, you know what I'm saying? So he's probably your numbers guy. And obviously he's an attorney, which that can't hurt, uh, you know, that ain't going to hurt nobody. So the big three getting together, they'll get some big money just like UFC did when they sold for how much, Danny? Four point what billion? Uh, I want to say either 4.2 or 4.4. That's a lot of money. So, so you, but do you think that, that so how that, much money, how remember, big is their budget? All together, like if bro, you put all bro, the people ESPN, together. ESPN's already giving Bob with that little, st and he don't got a little stable. He's got a big stable, but they already giving him ninety million. So okay. again, imagine yeah. Bob went to ESPN. He said, "Yo, guess what?" And they're like, "What, bro?" Somehow I sat down with Al and Eddie. We smoked the spliff, and we decided if we get together, we straight. So in order to do <laughs> it though, in order to do it, I need three times the budget though. But you're sure to get every rating. No one's slipping through the cracks anymore because there's no more counter-promoting. There's no more him putting on a show on the same day. No, we are putting on a show on the same day together, making one fantastic card. I know it's Peter Pan land. I'm sorry, but maybe... So basically you're saying $300 million. I so mean, I, I, like if, I, if a one year, network said, year. hey, I'm going to give y'all each $100 million. Yes, that's you. Not You're each. The not each. We're gonna give the company because it's got. Right. Well, they gotta work together. If they each that's, had but that's 100, my point. But that's my point. If they're the three figureheads of their companies and they're merging, basically the three of them are like, listen, here's the deal. Now nah, we're we not got gonna hundred million dollar budget but, anywhere we're at, pretty much. No, no, so, no, no, no. We're not gonna delegate though. We can't do that. We can't just say. All right, we got 300. You take 100 and you feed the PBC fighters. I'll keep feeding the matchroom fighters. We can't do that. We can't do that. We got 300 and now we got to make what's best for the company. How do we turn this three into more? You know what I'm saying? And they got to get a whiteboard. And they got to put all the fucking roster, everybody's fighters up there, and start mixing and matching who's the best fights, what's going to attract the most attention, who's going to sell the most tickets, you know, mix and match. Listen, what what division is Bam in? 15? 115? Yeah, I believe so. But then he, but he jumped up. He jumped up to get that title. All right. So, he so was, what What would a fight with him and old ass Nonito be like in L.A. right now? 
But they got to be together. You got to come together. You got to come together. But Bam needs Nonito. He don't need the fi- I mean, don't get me wrong. I hear the rumors Chocolatito. Al- Alvarez, is that true? I'm hearing Who's- For Bam? Who? No. Yeah, uh, well, he, the winner of Chocolatito and uh, Julio Cesar Martinez. So, you know, they yeah, could keep, say, they could keep it. Fight. They could keep it over there. But again, if we had a perfect world where all three people were together... In the meantime, he would be fighting old-ass Nonito to get that name on his resume. Yes, Nonito's still dangerous. I get it. But he's 30 fucking five, and he's had a lot of fights. You know what I'm saying? So it's a big name No, Nonito's 38, Ness. He's 38, bro. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, man. I mean, switching subjects to the Super Chat, Mad Ben 100 says, Rashidi versus Ben. Let's push for it. I love it. Rashidi's a free agent. Um, I don't want Rashidi to get a Ben fight. Rashidi needs a tune-up. They had him shelved, let him get his rust off, you know. If you want to give him a tune-up and you want him to have a good tune-up, give him Thurman. The winner gets a real fight. They both Mm, coming off a long layoffs. Yeah. You got to treat these guys right. You got to treat these guys. Some of y'all be wanting to feed them to the wolves. It's like, yo, my man been out. You know, his mom been all over the place. He probably got a girl, kids, money ain't coming in, mad at Golden Boy every day, counting down the days for this contract to expire. And yet now y'all talking about, oh, go fight Ennis. It's like, damn, motherfucker, like, I just got out this motherfucking contract. Can I get my family fed first? Like, I'm just saying. You on parole. They expect you to get a job within 90 days. You better get your shit together. That's what I'm saying. Y'all want him to jump in there with the wolves, like... Fuck your Russ. Uh, let me see if we got any more Super Chat. Look like Mad Bet 100 says, get kid Austin Schofield on. Yeah, I see him working. Shout out to Mad Bet Sieng. <laughs> Definitely about three or four. I see him doing this thing with Cameron Davies. Uh, he, he's out there, you know. You know, look. He got to fight somebody. You know what I'm saying? He made a lot of noise using Devin Haney's name. That's the clout game. Oh, add Robert Easter's name to the list, too, of, of people ducking Haney. I mean, uh, back then it didn't make sense. I, I hate to go, like, down memory's lane, but, like, back then it didn't make sense when Haney was calling him out. But, like, now in retrospect, we see the skills he got and we see how many people are avoiding him. So, you know, Broner always knew Haney, too. He was there. Remember, Bill said he made money with Broner's pops off the spawn session. So, Broner always knew Haney and probably never wanted to let Robert, you know, and Haney bump. You know? Shout out to Robert Easter, though. He suffered a few bullet wounds uh, in an attempted robbery. And he's doing better. Salute to him. And, fellas, I got to cut out, man. But before I go, I got to salute to Natasha Jonas. I don't know if you got that yeah, in the notes. Nah, we ain't get there yet, but it is in the notes. Yeah. I watched so it, too. Out, you know, women's boxing. That's my lick right there, man. Yeah, I love man, but that. that's some Eddie Hearn shit, man. I mean, actually, I didn't even know Eddie Hearn. That was boxing. That was some fake shit, though. Come on, man. She moved up three divisions to fight for a vacant title versus a girl that got short notice. Like... I thought that was a real... I thought that was actually the champion. Like, they just found this girl. And you could tell she was scared as hell. She pro- What? Hey, did you hear the whole backstory? They was... They was 
putting on her and this yeah. and that. Like they was really trying to motherfucking. She so looked that like I was she, like, I was like, yeah, I was like, she looked like she had zero experience. She looked like she had zero experience. I'm about to Google her right now to see if she when the last time. But she I fought. think she was. They said she was a former, former or, or at least ah, trying to fight for one. Former she's been in there with, 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 Marie, with Marie Dakari out of Canada. She just fought a couple weeks ago, and she uh, lost to Emma Cozen, who just lost to Clarissa Shield. So this girl wasn't necessarily, you know, and, and the depth of the women's division. Yeah, but you talking, about, you talking about she was in there with other people and lost to them. Like, look at the way her mechanics, like her technical skill. Look at the way she was in that ring. Like, she, bro, she didn't belong. She reminded me of mom. I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God, she not my mom, mom that Sinisa Estrada beat the shit out of. That's what she reminded me of, like the way she had her guard. She looked like she couldn't fight. That's why I'm shocked that you telling me she was in the ring with all these other girls. Like she looked super nervous, super yeah. nervous. Nah, but listen, I mean, and she couldn't. She had zero punch resistance. I mean, has Jonas ever knocked somebody <laughs> down? Has Jonas ever, she hit that girl one time. She was like, yo, she looked like Khan the same way. <laughs> same little shaky leg. That shit was good, though. Shout out to Jonas. She became a world champ. But that was some vacant title. Put it together, shit. We need a belt for this card shit, man. Come on. Let her defend it, man. Yo, listen, you like you know, you did say it was some Eddie Hearn shit because I know what you think because I think Ebony Bridges is fighting for a vacant title and her next bout is some wild shit like that. So... I know what you mean when you say that, man. Yo. But listen, I got to cut out, fellas. Man, salute. King Amina Vessix1 on Instagram. King Amina on Twitter. King Amina Vessix1 on YouTube for the championship rounds. I'm out, fellas. So, so how does she even have a belt, uh, Danny? Because she just won the WBO, but I thought... Your girl McCaskill was undisputed at 47. So how do you got the WBO? What's going on? So uh say it again now. Never, never mind. It's a 54 pound fight because she won the belt at 49 pounds. So it must be a 54 pound belt, not a 47 pound belt. Yeah, say super welter. Okay. Yeah. I got Bowen Bama with a super chat says Montana Love reinvented himself at home in Ohio on cards he promoted himself. Yep. I I wouldn't say he reinvented himself. I would say he 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 always did that. He was always independent even when he had for Kenneth Sims I think on Showbox he was under, independent back then. You know, I, I I've been following him for a while. He been always doing his own thing and never signed to no major. Um, he did some Saddam Ali shit just slower. You know, he showed the promoters what he can do and then they had to pay for it. Major without a deal, right? Mm-hmm. He got it out the mud because it was selling. But I know what Bo's saying. Bo is just showing you that, you know, you can, you can prove to the promoters you're a draw or you can become a draw in your own city and make money. Uh, we got Super Megs that says, is Danny even interested in coming back? And he means Danny Garcia. I don't know, man. Uh, I haven't seen anything about him wanting to fight or fighting with anybody. But actually, actually, I did hear of a, of a rumored fight. The opponent that they offered Danny didn't take it. Who was the opponent? If I tell you, you're going to know who told me. 
I could tell you all fair. All right, all right. But nah, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you gonna know anything I say, they gonna know. And then, you know. Just text me. Just, you know, it's all cool. Just text me. Uh, It is in the chat. It is in the chat. It was a good fight, too. I was shocked. I Actually, I know why he didn't take it. Because of the second name. But... I'm shocked they didn't take it because the, 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 you know, Danny's a bigger name. You seen it or no? Because you acting like you did. Oh, so you saying, you saying the first one going to fight the second name. Yeah. Instead of fighting Danny. Mm. Yeah. Danny the bigger name. That's what I said. That's yeah, what I said. But, most but, definitely. But let me tell most you, definitely. when they was talking to me, they like, nah, man. They, yo, that's what I'm saying. The industry believes in Danny. Boxing fans don't believe in Danny no more, but trainers and fighters still think Danny could punch. So they chose the second name. He's, and the second name, the second name. He's older. The he's second older. name got some hardware. Second name. Yeah, exactly what he told me. Exactly what they told me. You know what I'm saying? So it's a little more risk. But I mean, it's a little less risk, but it's a little bit more of a reward. But let's go. Yeah, that's that. That's a that, that's a. Uh, I mean, you know. But also, I'm sure you know. The reward, and guess what? Guess what? What? Damn. All right. Is it is it going to so, be on the same card? It would be on your brother's card, Alvarez, if he takes the deal. If he takes the PBC deal. This guy. This guy's terrible. <laughs> you didn't have to say what deal, fucker. You you just you just alienated so many fighters now. Like you narrowed it I down. I mean, they know PBC fighters fight PBC fighters, so it don't matter. But you don't know who's a free agent. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. you gotta you gotta let people think, but it is what it is. You know, we ain't saying. It ain't like they know who, who you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, let me see, let me see, let me see. <laughs> so, yo, did y'all see this? Let me go to my... Yo, you guys got to follow us on Instagram at The Boxing Voice, man. We on everything. Shout out to Val in Houston holding us down. But did you see Oscar Valdez or rather... Sh well, yes. Oscar Valdez. Let me go to his first, right? Because that was... Uh, this is the original, right? Let me go to Valdez. Oscar. Oscar. Let me see. Did he post it on his IG? I hate people that don't post things on their IG. Can't you just put auto-tweet? I hate when they just use their Twitter. And it's like you got to follow them on two separate places because there's diff information on two separate places. Like this time, Oscar Valdez posted this on his Twitter and not his IG. Where is it? Right here. I wonder if he deleted it because cause, uh, Shakur trolled him. The coffee? Yeah. Oh, he deleted it? Oh, there it goes. I can't play the... I was. I, I, I don't know, you know why I'm showing y'all. I wanted to play it. So, you know, that's the Good Day song. So, look, he went out. 
He's showing you his view, like, yo, I'm about to put in my run. I'm putting in my run. I'm putting in, I'm about to put in my run. I'm just showing you my view. Here you go, now I'm running. And I'm gonna end it with. Break him. And so the before the song comes on, he says break. So I guess that means after the workout, I take my break and I drink my coffee. So my man's in them. Shakur comes out and says, hey, champ, make sure your coffee is clean, dot, dot, dot. Yo, what's the word for dot, dot, dot? It's, a, it's EP or something like that. It's like ellipsis. Et cetera. No, 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 no. It's a, it, 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 no, that, I get that. I know that. That's the abbreviation. But the word is like, uh, I'm not even going to do it. Whatever. Anyway, he says, we don't want the T situation to happen all over again. Yo, that shot's fired if I ain't never seen them, right? Keep it G. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Shakur, uh, we we kind of saw it in the Herring buildup. You know, I feel like uh, he says things to get under under people's skin. Mm. And I like it. You know, when I saw it, it made me chuckle. Me too. You know, I'm, you know some uh, they had... Uh, Top Rank did like a promo thing, had each of them speaking in in, in their gym. Yeah. You know, and Shakur, you know, he's talking greasy and greasy. He was like, uh, we caught the duck, now we about to cook the duck. <laughs> right. Uh Valdez, like, you know, I don't care what they say, I'll let my fist do the talking and I wonder if we're gonna see a slap, because that's like that's the same thing, uh, you know. Caleb kind of did to Canelo. He brought that shit up right away to make Yo. it spicy. Yeah, it's going to have to be Valdez smacking Shakur. I don't think Shakur going to go that far. But he should. If I was him, I, I'll go the frustration route. Like, man, you been ducking me. This motherfucking promoter, he fucking protecting your ass. But now I got you. After this, can nobody duck me? You know what I'm saying? I would love that. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I like that drama shit, man. I used to watch like uh all them little hip hop shows until I got tired of them cuz you know they fought every day on them shits. So none of y'all watch them shits. Huh? Oh, I like the love and hip hop all the time, bro. Yo, I ain't Nah, been, man. I, I'm too busy to watch TV. I, you I got you must be, have time on your hands. Bro, you ever heard of on demand? Listen to me. D them reunions stood with a fight. Let's be real. Come on, hey, man. Nah, nah, you know what, though? Ness, Yo, you know I, what it I, is? Stevie J, he my hero, man. Stevie J, my hero, man. Yo, Stevie J. Because he beat up Scrappy. Because <laughs> he been knocking him down. He been knocking him. Bro, he been knocking him down since I was 13, man. He had Eve out here. Come on, man. Stevie J, that dude, man. Y'all just... Y'all just sleeping on the old man. He put he been knocking him down for years, hey, man. Hey, Yo, nah, Google Stevie J and check his list, man. All your favorite girlfriends and R and B and hip hop. He done he done he done made a song with him, man. He done made a song with him. Just saying, hey, Stevie J. Hey, no, nah, uh, but as far as like the shit talking and the fights breaking out and that type of excitement, I couldn't agree more. You know, Ness boxing is my. You know, that's my go-to, but I follow all sports. Mm -hmm. And I'm chilling earlier. I'm high. I'm watching the um, Michigan versus Wisconsin men's basketball game, right? And, you know, the game is over. 
I had to. I had to. I totally give a fuck. I want to hit a story, but I had to. You know, I no, gotta look, use my soundboard. No, nah, look, the game is over, and you know the teams are shaking hands, whatever, and it gets to the coaches. So, so for those of you who watch basketball, you might have already seen it, but y'all know who Jawan Howard is, and you know he's a coach in Michigan, former uh, NBA player, and. Yo, the other coach holds his hand. He's just trying to walk past him. And the dude gets in his face, gets the finger pointed, and pushes him. And next thing you know, a punch is thrown. But I must have rewatched that shit like 10 times because I'm trying to see every angle. I'm trying to see what player to what punch. I'm trying to see it all. I'm trying to decipher it all. So, you know, and it was the same shit with Canelo and Plant, right? It, that I must have watched that two-minute clip. For like an hour trying to decipher every little thing like <laughs> oh at what point did he come in bro i love that shit bruh this one was not boxing but i know you've seen that little viral clip on the internet going around of the of the black dude smacking the shit out the white dude the two old men in a restaurant yeah it was yeah more, that shit looked like a ball that's mm. bruh i watched that shit 17 times bruh them smacks was so loud. It's like they had a microphone on them shits. That was, yo, that was hilarious, bro. Yo, that's like the guy that uh, smacked the dude in the gas station with that twisted tea or twisted lemonade or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, the that. twisted I tea can. That. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> yeah, he, twisted tea. He whacked that motherfucker. They stopped. <laughs> I think they stopped went up after that shit. Everybody was tagging. Absolutely. I have never, look, Ness, you know, I like to partake in a few uh, adult beverages, a few cocktails, yeah. if I may. And I had never in my life even heard of the Twisted Tea. I never heard of Twisted Tea. I started to wonder if they ever, if they paid that dude. I promise you before then, never in my life did I ever see a bottle, a can, or even a fucking commercial on Twisted Tea. Never. Nothing, nothing. And look, I got and a lot honestly, of ratchets. I got a lot of ratchet girls on my Instagram, and I've never seen a Twisted Tea can before. <laughs> Go follow Ringwalk Danny on Instagram. Go see all his ratchet friend girls he's talking about. But, like, after that, it, it, like, I I never seen Twisted Tea before that or after it, really. Like, it died after that, right? Well, I mean, we saw the Man, that's some, right? some That's some, like, white girl wasted type shit. Oh, okay. You know, that, that shit's been around. They just weren't popular. Like, straight up, that dude smacking that dude with the can... <laughs> Like that, that put they stock way, way up. Like they got hey, a little bag. Huh? He from Milwaukee. He probably, had... he probably had to have one. That's probably like a, a coming of age in Milwaukee. Like you got to drink all drinks and shit. I mean, I drink all drinks, but a twisted tea is not one that. I mean, I tried one after the. Told thing, you. I just, <laughs> told you. Know what I'm saying? You. I was like, I was like, I was like, damn. Was I was it like, good Let me early? give it a try. But it's you know, I mean, it's, it's tea with liquor in it. I mean, what, it so I, was it? I, was it like a like a like a like a you know like um what is that called? Oh my God, it's the real, real word. Like a sweet tea, man. But I'm saying it was like a home Long Island iced tea. Or nah, no alcohol? nah, no alcohol? I wouldn't say it's like that, man. That's just like, <laughs> me, to me, that tasted like sweet tea to me. You know what I'm saying? So okay. it had no alcohol in it. Nah, it, no, it has alcohol, but like I'm saying, it tastes like sweet tea, not like a Long Island. Like a Long Island got like tequila and all sorts yeah, of crazy yeah, shit yeah, in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not built like that. Hey, I was, I was, I was just. That's just for like, that's that just for like white girls on the on the beach or some shit. You know? Mm. I was just in Milwaukee, bro, my first time. Oh, yeah? How was your experience? 
it was dope, bro. I was up there for like a day and a half. I went to uh for a game. Imp- no, nah, I went to a comedy show at the Improv. Oh uh, shit! Which one? The one right in the city or the one in Brookfield, like outside the city? They they built the like one- a new one and shit too. Yeah, the new one is in Brookfield, right? That's yeah, the one yeah. I, yeah, yeah. That's the one I went to. Yeah, that's the one I went to, and it was dope. It was dope. The that, the comedy show was dope. The set the setup was dope. Um, it was cold as fuck though. <laughs> and, it's always and, cold out there, man. Yo, my, my man, fucking fuck out of here, Ness. You was you was dying the one time you came in summer. You're like, it's too fucking hot up here. I mean, I'm pretty sure that you said that. I don't remember, but I remember. Yo, the only thing about it, because my uncle lives in Brookfield, right? And so pulling up to his place, it gave me, like, get out vibes. Ah! I'm like, those those were the vibes I got pulling up to his place. Yo, I'm looking hilarious. around. I'm checking my cell phone service, like, damn, one bar. <laughs> nah, Brook, bro, Brookfield's that area. Your, your uncle probably got some money then. Because, like, it ain't cheap to live out there. That's how I felt first time in Watertown, bro. I felt like it was get out. I felt like people was telling me to get out, especially the cops pulling me over every five minutes. Man, that's George. You ain't getting pulled over with me because I ain't shit. They ain't going, mm-mm. I don't want to answer those questions. Let's run through these three <laughs> last topics and open up the phone lines. We're going to do this in, like, three minutes, fellas. So if you want to talk, you want to voice your opinion, you know the number to call in, one four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. You could also add Nestor Gibbs on Skype. If you call on Blog Talk, press the one button one time to let me know that you want to speak. So topic number three, Tim Zhu ready to step in and face... Jermel Charlo on March 19th to save the show. I'll just quickly say, never going to happen. <laughs> he's not even the mandatory to Charlo. He's the mandatory to Castaño. Castaño's the one that's hurt. Um, he's wishing on a star. Um, but I would say they should definitely try to negotiate with Tim Zhu. I know, I know he represents a lot of money in Australia. We see Cambosos, you know, putting the motherfucking... Lock a uh, headlock on 135 pound division because he thinks he got money in Australia. So, yeah, if I was Alan J- Jamel, I would at least uh, see what's out there. No, for sure. You, you know, you don't want your car to go to waste. Um, definitely a long shot, but a long shot that I don't blame Tim. Uh, I meant to say team, team Zoo, but you know, regardless, a long shot that I don't blame them for taking, right? Because that's an opportunity that you've been fighting for, an opportunity that you wanted. It's supposed to be with the winner of Castaño Charlo, but why not? You know, um, nothing officials came of that. Nothing officials came of what'll happen with the card in general. So uh, they said the fight would be postponed, but, um, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know, man. I don't think we're going to see like a late replacement like that. I think we've seen a lot of upsets this year because of that. I don't I don't see that happening. What was uh what was next, Ness? Next topic we had to quickly go through is Devin Haney running out of time to secure the Joe's Cambosis deal. Um obviously it's heavy rumors that Lomachenko is in the lead. Um Devin's date is for the end of April. If he does get the fight, it would be on the zone end of April, unless otherwise 
you know, Bill comes and tell us that they got a second date. Their date is for the end of April. So he's running Who's out of date. Who's Devin's, date? Devin's. Devin's April date. To fight it, someone other than Cambosos? No, his, his date for with the zone. The date that they were looking at was end of April. Remember, Bill came on the show and said, I, he gave a date, but I don't remember. I know it's end of April. Because I know um, after he came on the show, Cambosos, uh, or someone from the, someone said that the venue was secure for June 5th. Yeah, that's for Lomachenko in Australia. What I'm saying is if Cambosos takes the Haney deal, one of them, in America or on the zone, I don't know if it's in America, like still in Australia, but on the zone in April. I'm assuming it has to be April because that's the date that Bill said the zone gave them. So, yeah, now that I found that honestly a bit weird, uh, because of all the fights going on in April, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, I mean, there's literally. You know, three the the last three Saturdays in April are, are loaded. Errol Spence, Tyson Fury, Shakur, and Katie Taylor. So it is loaded. That is loaded. That is you know, but loaded. hopefully we do get to see Devin. You know, uh, if not April, then in May. I don't believe it's gonna be Cambosos. Unfortunately, I guess we will have to wait to have an undisputed lightweight champion. But I do believe that. Uh, I just want to see him in the ring against somebody wor- worth it, man. Like it's 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 ridiculous, it's repetitive, it's unfortunate, it's a fucking disgrace. Truthfully, yep, I agree. I agree, man. He needs to do something, though. I don't really want to get into what will he do. Obviously, they don't even want to get into that. So we just got to see did the time run out and then find out what does he end up doing if he doesn't. If he can't secure the George Cambosos fight, I hope that he does. It's 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 really unfortunate that this is the first undisputed division that doesn't get the energy to undispute the division. Like people are okay with those other belts being undisputed and Haney's belt just being another belt. Uh news and notes, Tyson Fury says Dillian White wants money just to attend the press conference. He wants to be paid to participate in the press conference. I think Dillian White is being very weird. I don't know if this is nervous energy. He's asked for a title shot his entire life, and now he has it, and I'm, I'm wondering if he doesn't know how to act. Uh, you know, he's dragging his feet to sign a contract. He had until yesterday. I don't know if he did sign or not. Um, but... This is all weird. Like, what man doesn't want to promote the biggest fight of his career? It's unbelievable, bro. Especially, you know, sometimes we have promotions like that where it's not that the fighter necessarily doesn't want it. It's that because of their personality, them trying to promote is not promoting, regardless of the situation. But, you know, they still show up for the for the events. They still do whatever. Um, Dillian White and Tyson Fury both have personalities that um, would attract the American viewer who may not be familiar with Dillian White. Like, oh, wow, like this is really going to be a good one. Um, 
We saw it, you know, obviously you got to think about the American buildups with Tyson Fury, you know, in all three fights with Deontay Wilder. Very entertaining, uh, filled with drama. So I think Dillian White is doing himself a disservice. But obviously we don't know the details. We don't know the whys. He hasn't came out, made any public statements as to why that I've seen. So um, it's unfortunate, man. It's a big fight. It's... Dillian White should be embracing this moment in a sense like, yo, you finally getting your title shot. Yes. After so many years of pleading and doing what you be, had to do. He need to be promoting it like, come on, man. He, he's just dropping the ball, man. Every, every morning he goes running, he's supposed to be on live, making a post. Yep. He hasn't Tyson, posted. I'm coming to fuck you up. He hasn't posted in so long, and what he just posted today was like, oh, let's let's you know donate money for like mental, like something like that, like mental illness. I'm just like, bro, these dudes are so ass backwards. Like this is the the the, the, the biggest fight of your life. It's, it's time to turn it on, man. But I got uh, Len Blavantnik, Blavantnik. Hey, I don't mean to cut in, fellas, but man, I gotta, I gotta take off. All right. Man, it was good chopping it up with y'all. Shout out to TBB. Shout out to you guys, man. Have a good one. You already Shout know. out to Adrian, yes sir. You already know. Uh, so Len, let's go with Len. Uh, and his, he is the DAZN billionaire. He's agreed a four point three billion dollar ingestion into the zone uh he doubles down on his losses making the sports and entertainment company and prepares to woo new investors so he wiped away their debt which is crazy right they had 4.3 billion dollars in debt or he or he gave that much money to get him out of debt and then you just gotta wonder it's like people talk about pbc Losing money every day. Meanwhile, these dudes are losing billions, and ain't nobody saying shh. But shout out to the zone, man. Uh, uh, again, more. I get to double down on my thing. See, you just invested four point three million back into the zone. Now is the time to offer Al Heyman a couple hundred million, right? One hundred, two hundred million to bring his three hundred fighters to the zone. Very easy peasy. I got that was the last topic. We can open up the phone lines. <clears throat> I'll run down them again for anybody that uh doesn't know, just joining us. Starting from news and notes, we're talking Shakur uh to Valdez. Hey champ, make sure your coffee's clean. We don't want another tea situation to happen all over again. Reminding Valdez to eat and drink cleanly. For the preparation of this fight, the zone head honcho ingesting another 4.3 billion, not to be confused with million dollars, into the company. Tyson Fury saying Dillian White wants actual money to attend the press conference. Devin Haney running out of time to secure the George Cambosos undisputed fight. Tim Zhu ready to step in for Jamal Charlo on March 19th, in his opinion. Uh, obviously, this weekend's fights, Zabdul Abdelayev stops Jorge Linares in the final round in Russia. Natasha Jonas demolishes Chris Namas in two to capture the WBO title. Vidal Riley, the YouTube sensation. Jermaine Brown, 
and Bradley Rhea all win in Manchester. Uh, and also Jaime Munguilla stops Demetrius Big Meech Ballard in Mexico. William Cepeda survives a knockdown, but floors Luis Angel Vidades uh, three times in the third round knockout. Looking like the Victor Ortiz and Marcos Maidana's fight. <clears throat> Obviously, Marcus, uh, excuse me, Marquise Taylor. Thought he had the crow fight in the bag, uh, and the judges didn't see it that way. And Jermaine, the technician, Ortiz, defeats Nahir Albright in a masterclass boxing lesson Friday in Orlando. We're going out to the phone lines. Once again, the number to call in, one 4255 Press 1 one time. Voice your opinion right here on the Voice of the People hotline. Don't forget, you can add Nestor Gibbs on Skype to be part of the conversation from anywhere in the world. And if you haven't already done so, hit that thumbs up button. It's going to help with the visibility of the show. It's going to help get this episode in the eyes of other boxing fans. And, uh, you know, let them know that we talk boxing every single day, multiple times a day. I just hit the thumbs up and turned it into 157. Do me a favor and do the same. Let's get these phone lines cracking. Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Don't forget, main topic, Canelo has not yet decided what he would do. Two offers are on the table uh, for Canelo, and that's better be than Gennady Golovkin and Charlo and David Benavidez. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. We did it first, we did it first, and we motivate even the greats. Shit tooth. Shit sound like an Andes Clippers. Bro, we can't hear you, man. So you hear me now? Yeah. All right, yo, yo, first of all, man, that was a good fucking topic, bro. I was thinking about that. You said imagine if top rank Eddie Hearn and Al Heyman got together, right? Um, I was thinking if they were to do something like that. I think they should at least spread the love in multiple networks. You know what I'm saying? Have some fights hosted on ESPN, some of them hosted on Showtime, and bro, does HBO does HBO share the television rights to Game of Thrones? Did they share Sopranos? I have no idea. I got no idea, bro. Man, I would the, like HBO to get back into the mix. They don't do that, man. Just like the NFL, they sell their rights to one network, and then then it's a bidding war for the next network to buy when that contract is up. You 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 don't want to so, spread the love. You want to get one network. You want to have all the chips. So what will be? So Ness, what will be the network? And for you for you in your dream world for boxing, the what will be the network for that? If they were to vote for the zone, the zone, the zone, they got oh, a better. All right, what will be the announcing then? 
Oh, the announcement. I, I, I don't even care, bro, because I would be just happy enough getting. Um, nah, come on, man, go all the way, bro. I mean, all right. I mean, uh, you know, give me merchant back. You know, uh, give me merchant and uh, Bernstein and. Uh, what about Paulie, man? Paulie was the man. I mean, but you ain't let me get to a fighter. I gave you two commentators. There's always two commentators in a fighter. Or well, now they're doing All three right. commentators in a fighter with Marlano, Bernstein, Farhood, and Abner. You know, but back in the day, it was... Well, actually, they did two fights. Well, no, nah, they did one fighter because it was Ward. Ward, uh, Jim Lampley, and, and Mer uh, Max. But can't forget about Max, man. Yeah. I like Max, too, man. Me too, man. That would be a tough one for me too. If I had to pick three of them, that would be hard, bro. Paulie would definitely be a lock. You know what I'm saying? Paulie for sure. Out of all the fighters, ex fighters, Paulie, Paulie was the best at it, man. Hands down. Him and Roy I Jones. I mean, I mean, I really, I really used to like um, Antonio Tarver, man. I think that he got removed from Showtime unfairly. He tested positive in a Latif Coyote fight, and that got him removed as a commentator. But he was honestly before Paulie. And and maybe Paulie's better, but like he was the first good fighter commentator. Like he did better than Roy, in my opinion. Roy had more memorable moments because it's Roy. He's like, he's not getting up, Jim. He's not. But it's not like he was, you know. He used to come on, son. Like he was mad, bro. He's no Tarver. Just he's no. Well, Tarver. Showtime always had their fighters on it, and HBO had their guys. So HBO had Roy Jones on it. They had George Foreman. They had Ward. Showtime Yo, had. Foreman, um, Foreman was good, but nobody was better than Emmanuel Stewart. He was the best at commentating. No, no, for no, HBO. But, yeah, yeah, no, no. But we're talking about the fighters. Emmanuel was great, also, man. Emmanuel was great. Yeah, he was Lam the best. Lampley was good. Lampley was good, but he was a little biased sometimes. I remember super when Pacquiao biased. was fighting Marquez. He was super Pacquiao biased. Pacquiao throw combinations of punches to be missing, and he'd be like, bang, bang, big, yeah. big left hand by Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. Anyway, I want to touch up on something. What's going on with um? I heard you say something about Danny Garcia, and I know you don't want to blow it up on air, so you can send me the DM. Somebody, you know I mean? somebody avoided, somebody, somebody avoided the fight. They didn't want the fight. That's all. They took another fight. They avoided Danny. Yeah. Damn shit! That person better be fighting Canelo next, or fucking, or, or, or somebody, or Tank, because Danny's a good name. Yeah, I mean, you know. My man wanted to fight somebody else. It was, he was offered two people, and he, he chose the other dude. Oh, uh, dog, you know you got to send me that in the DM, dog, because I'm the one that, that that gave you the breaking news about Tia Fimo going with Eddie Venoso, and I sent you the they, link. They ain't it's going official. with no Eddie, man. They out here It's official, chasing. nigga. I sent, dog, they cloud I, sent, chasing. I sent you the link. They cloud chasing. I sent you the TLC. They cloud Listen, chasing. TLC. They cloud chasing. TLC, bro. Bro, they cloud chasing. Ah, senior, senior cloud chasing. He talking about I'm still the lead trainer. You can't come to somebody's gym, use their equipment, use their space, and say that you the head trainer. Take your ass out of here and go buy a gym and be the head trainer in your gym. The fuck? How you gonna come to Canelo's house and say you the head trainer? <laughs> your man's a C now, bro. <laughs> he crazy. I'm telling I you, that everybody. dude crazy. That dude. I yo, know now he's crazy. Yo, even Rick after Morgan the loss, even after the loss, he ain't get humble. He's crazy, bro. He's straight crazy. Yo, is Ringwalk Danny right there with you? He right there texting yo, his Yo, Ringwalk Danny. What's up, man? All right now, because I was going to let him know. Yo, yo, Ringwalk was good, man. Was good, was good. Yo, yo, you know um, Puerto Rico and Mexico been having a rivalry for years. And for the, for the past few years, since Miguel Cotto 
retired. We've been on the drought, so y'all been getting the best of us, with the exception of Danny holding it down, beating a few Mexicans here and there. But, yo, your man Valdez is going to go down to our Puerto Rican guy, Shakur Stevenson, man. Oh, man, you need to watch the show more, man, because 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 anybody who watched the show knows, knows that, that I got Shakur, Shakur in that fight. Okay, okay, so you ride it with the Boricua. That's what, I want, that's what I'm talking about. It's all good. Yeah, nah. Look, man, don't good. get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I am happy and I embrace and I wish the best to my fellow Mexicans, Mexican Americans. But I call a spade a spade, and I'm always call it how I see it. And I mean, bro, I think it's Shakur. Shakur to me is one of the most talented fighters in the entire sport, and I don't think Valdez, uh, gonna give him much of a fight. I mean, I you know he gonna win a couple rounds, but Shakur on a different level for sure. You think Shakur? You think Shakur shows like? Like Keith, like does he get hurt and shows that he got hurt? It shows any sort of he not vulnerability. Getting hurt. He not getting hurt. He I don't think bro, 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 don't be jumping out the window. Ain't none of us think Valdez was about to knock out Burchell, and then he did. This Burchell, is what I will say. Burchell, Burchell, is a fighter who has shown vulnerabilities. But he never him. shown he could be one punch. Get out of here, man! Don't take that away from that man. He one punch Burchell. Get out of here. And then tested positive I mean, after, but look, man, that's why they gonna. If Shakur's chin is not that good, he can get hurt. If Shakur's chin is shaky, he can get hurt because Valdez can crack, and I never seen Shakur really get hit hard. When he fought the African dude with the power, I really didn't like how he was acting when he fought the power. So if he if he gets caught up, the only way I see Shakur getting hit clean is if it's during an exchange. Because other than that, that that guy's reflexes, and he really be on point, and he sits there and watches. All of your movements. The guy reminds me of a young Wilfredo Benitez when he fights. Because he has little, little small, little moves. Nothing flashy, but little small, little small moves. He steps back, he finds his range. He slips you by a quarter of an inch. That's how Benitez was. But, um, yeah, I, I think Valdez got the power to hurt him. You got to give him his respect, absolutely. But I don't think he's going to. I think Shakur's going to whitewash him. That's my opinion on that fight. No, I think you know, Valdez does have the power to hurt Shakur. But what I'm saying is yeah, it's not going to happen. No, I don't think Shakur's going to get caught like that. Shakur's going to gonna box a smart fight. I think, I honestly you know, he's think he's going to fight Valdez the way he fought Jamil. I really believe that. Come forward. If he does that, then, you know, if he does that, there's a chance he can get caught. You know, I think I think he's gonna fight Valdez the way he fought Pidufo. You ever watch that fight? He fought cautious, but he boxed him, and he did it smart. I think he's gonna fight that kind of fight with Valdez. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna see. Cut it. Cut it. We shall see. Let's see who's on the line. Is Brooklyn in the house? We got Kyle. Kansas City, what's up? Can you hear me? I hear you. Alrighty. Okay, so uh, I got a, I got a thing. I got a thing here. I really want you guys to really convince me that you guys don't think that triple this Triple G the third fight isn't going to be interesting, like. 
on the uh, we on the other hand, we see that the first fight we're all gonna go ahead and say Triple G, even though it was whatever draw, whatever. Uh, second fight, let's say it was Canelo. Now y'all saying this third fight is y'all not interested in it? Like fuck it. Like okay, let me sweeten the deal. If uh, Triple G, what if Triple G knocks out this Japanese fighter first round? Like wipes the floor with him. Would that make this? Uh, would that make this contingency of the Canelo fight more interesting for us? Or like like because I'm I'm really excited for the for the third fight if it happens, but. I mean, shit, everybody, y'all are talking like it's about to be fucking Brooke fighting. And also, with the Brooke situation, don't fucking hype up Brooke. Y'all gonna get this man fucking on zombie mode. Like, <laughs> Thurman, are you kidding me? Thurman fighting him? Are you kidding me? Like, no, no. He needs to just go take this little win that he got today. Let's celebrate him. Sit down. And that's my call. All right. Um... That was actually a good call. I got... Let me double check over here. Looking like... Hulk, Maryland. Yo, Ness. Yo, what up? Thank you much, my brother. Green Walk, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Ness, why you didn't play his intro? Oh, shit, right? I forgot because it's new, man. Um, What's his name? Uh, Brandon just sent this over. My bad. Okay, where'd I put... Oh, here oh yeah. What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? in Maryland. Tell fire. Holy shit. 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 The Shaquille Stevenson fight, uh, man, come on, man. Valdez will not win a round. He's going to get punished. You can't hit Shakur. It's like watching Floyd against Robert Guerrero or Floyd against, um, uh, what's that dude, Arturio Gotti. You know, you can't hit Floyd. I mean, um, Shakur. He don't get hit. He's still right in front of Heron, and Heron couldn't touch him. He almost knocked his head off. I don't have no doubt that that fight will be a wash, period. Mm. No, no problem for him. But uh, as far as Dillian White, that's crazy because I heard Dillian White ain't was, first of all, he ain't signed, but I heard he was, you know, job bitching because he not getting no back into the pay-per-view, so he not going to help promote it. Even after he signed, he ain't going to help promote it because he ain't getting no extra. But if he, but if he win the fight, he'll get four, $4 million extra. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why, you know, I don't know what's up with that thing. I have no idea why he not participating. Um, the oh, Mungia, uh, Mungia, Heidi Mungia looked good, but when at 39 fights, bro, at 39 fights, you hadn't fought one champion. What are they doing with Heidi? That that's like they just keep putting him in there with. Uh, I mean, uh, he, like he, doing, beat, uh, he beat Saddam Ali. Ali. He beat Saddam Ali. Yeah, Saddam Ali. That's the first dude, right? That was the dude he beat for the belt, and he beat Liam Smith, who's a former world champion. Right, but he was like a smaller dude. 
I mean, but he beat Liam Smith, who was okay. a former world champ. Okay, okay. I want to see Jaime do more, because Jaime is a beast against the products they got him in there with. But I thought he was, like, uh, 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 supposed to be fighting Charlo. I mean, you know, I thought he was up for Charlo's belt or Demetrius Andre's belt. I thought he was in line for one of them. Anyway, I'd like to see him do, you know, with somebody with more stature. But, uh, um... The the the, uh, the Khan fight. You can't tell me. Oh, one thing. They knew Khan had no chin, man. Every time he got touched, he wobbled. There's no way they put. They didn't know he, he didn't drop though. He didn't that's, drop. He didn't drop. You gotta give him make- credit. Gotta give him credit. He didn't go down, man. He did not go down. Uh, I got big fish. JP in Long Beach. Oh. Beach in the house. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good evening, man. Uh, good, good Sunday evening to everybody. Um, I've been keeping a personal list, my black ball list. Mm. I got Bud Crawford on there for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I think if you fuck with big, big uh, Bob Arum, you definitely on a black ball list. Um, and I have, of course, uh, Devin Haney on there for obvious reasons. Um, they're playing a little touch and go with the with the belts over there with him. And I want to add uh, Al Al Heyman to that list, but this time on an executive level. I think that uh, the streams for his promotion are going to be shorting. It looks like Fox is only allowing pay per view. You know, they only want as big as, and all we have is Showtime left. If either either one of those were to go. You'd have to see uh, Al in a bad place where the fighters essentially got to find some place to go make money. So I think that's what be, could be um, happening in the game. So I'm going to add Al to the black ball list. Um, got my hardcore boxing fan on this weekend. Usually I don't take this amount of time. On, the, on fights like this, I might be doing something with the family or doing something else. But I, I took some time out of cop the paper, uh, the Showtime card. Uh, with Crawley, um, he's not a good fighter. The the guy that uh, beat him, Taylor, he's not good either. I mean, it was a very odd style, very odd style that Taylor dude, um, long, very rangy. But um, neither of those dudes are anything I think we'll see in the future as a, a potential contender. Um, I think the Bariquas got one, the Puerto Rico got one. Y'all forgot to talk about uh, Jermaine Ortiz. Man, that dude is lightning fast. I'm talking about the likes of a young Gary Russell and, um, you know, some of the fastest dudes we've we's ever seen out there. He He's as quick as they are. And he seems to have uh, education about himself with, with the boxing. I think we Jermaine Ortiz is something to look out for. I also went over there and caught the um, ESPN Plus card with uh, Kell Brook and uh, Amir Khan. Look, man, Amir Khan should never be sanctioned to fight again. I've never seen nothing like that in my life. I mean, the first time he got a stanky leg, I didn't even see what the punch was, but uh, I have to give it to Kell Brook. He still, he still, whether you think anything's left in the tank or not, he can still sneak in that sharp one-two. He keeps it short. I mean, it's short, it's quick, it's straight to the point, and he was getting that off. But, uh, I mean, man, it looked like you could whisper I love you into uh, Khan's ear. And his legs will get to shaking. <laughs> I mean, so that motherfucker should never be able to fight again, man. But uh, 
other than that, that's my call, brother. I don't think there's much. Oh, I, I'm ex mildly excited for Triple G and Canelo. You know what I mean? I mean, we haven't seen Triple G in a long time. I think he'll get up for the fight. I mean, I'd rather see the other fights. I'd rather see the the Benavidez and Charlo just because it's young blood. Not to say that they do any better versus Canelo than Triple G would. But just because it's some young blood and something we haven't seen before, I'll be willing. I'll be hoping Canelo goes that route. That's my call. All right. Uh... John Beck tweeted out at yesterday after the fight, Monguilla, easy work. So it looks like Top Rank will be accepting that fight. SDS promotion. Real hate, man. That's like an art form, man. You know, it's like you like a born a hater, you know, like myself. Hey, you know, I really don't care about these food shit, man. I'm here to tell you right now. Who needs to just hurry up and just fight somebody that we actually give a damn about? We don't care. <laughs> Charlo with the little Instagram post or whatever with the signed signature. Man, there's no way in hell he signed up despite no Canelo, man. Hey, 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 hey. Two other knockdowns that Wilder been knocked, knocked down and the footage was scrubbed off the internet, man. We all know that, too. Winner of the ninth annual Player Hater of the Year Award is... James Benitez. Uh-oh. I know what's coming this side. I think I deserve that award, too, man. James, James, you gotta unmute because we don't hear you. Hello, you hear me? We do now. Yo, what's up, Ness? How you holding up, man? Everything strip, good? Strip, Man, appreciate this boxing content you're providing us, man. Now, let's go ahead and get to it. Um, Yeah, man. Um, Khan got what? Khan did what Khan does. You know, um, better days behind Khan and... um. Man, Ness, let me ask you something, man. You know, um, I really earned, really earned so much more respect for Bud yesterday as I was watching the fights, man. You know, and seeing that Bud's a natural killer, this high-level athleticism. I almost feel like any trainer in the nation, man, would probably still have a world champion if they had Bud in his camp. Well, do you agree or disagree? I mean, he's, he's definitely a generational he's talent, as they say. Absolutely, man. So that just goes to show, man, that you can't, you, you know, these train, some of these trainers talk all this shit, man. Can't really fix what's really broken, man. Mm. And Bone Mac all cap talking about how, oh man, Brooke is done, blah blah blah. Man, you shit, you really was the mirror, man, talking about Khan. You know, onto onto what else, man? Jaime Munguia, man, he's doing the same thing that um, Boots is is doing, man. Everybody giving him credit for it. He's still building, man. Let Jaime keep on fighting these developmental fights and everything like that. And next year, when everybody moves out of 160 and everything up to 168, next thing you know, he'll be a unified champion, just like Boots. Um, what else is going on, man? Um, man, you really don't like that Danny Garcia, man, against Kell Brook at 155? I think that'd be a good weight for um Danny to touch mm -hmm. on, man. You know, for him to move up to. But I know you want to find a find him a fight on the other side of the pond. So what welterweight on that side of the pond you think that'll be good? That'll be able to help him get millions. I like the Ben fight. I like the Ben fight. Come you on, don't man. like the Ben, ben fight? Brock, no, man. They weren't they were talking they weren't even trying to put him in with uh Khan, man. And look and look what Brooke did to Khan. So you know Eddie's like, Whoa, we guess we underestimated this shit right here with Brooke, so we need to find another opponent. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. They say he's too he's too he's two years away from any top level competition, man. You heard that from the zone. So with that being said, Brooke is still, I don't know, it's hard to say. I guess he's still like a top 10, top 15 welterweight in a sense. 
So, kind of been ain't touching any of them, man. So, who would you really put Kell Brook in, man? Only one that would make sense to me right now would be a Danny Garcia for him to get the millions. You bring you Jr. That's definitely not going to happen because he's just too he's just too big. He's just too big. But um, again, man, out to the show. Shout out to all this great content, man. Yo, I'm out. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, we got Mr. Special Feature. What up? Louisiana was goody. Uh-oh. Is that a no? All right. We got Brooklyn in the house. Brooklyn Jew is coming through your town. Let's get to it. When you see old dirty bastards on a position like that, then you know that I'll get rid of boss show. I love my TVV, comrades. Listen, man. What? 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 Goddamn Spider Crab, goddamn Sal Shane. That's all I need. And I'm good. SDS promotion. Hey yo, hey yo. Yo, yo Ness, you hear yo. me? Ness Vegas, man. Yo, I love my TBV comrades. I love my TBV live chat comrades. Let's get to it. Listen, man. Con con me. Con con me. Yo, <laughs> I got this. I get bamboozled. I got hit with the P in the shell game, three card Molly. I'm riding on Inno and the whole dip set and shit, man. What the fuck was that? I bet it Inno $25 on Zell, man. I had Khan. I was a convict. I was Genghis Khan. What the fuck was that, man? He looked like Glass Joe from Mike Tyson in there, man. Retire, retire, retire. Do yourself a favor, Khan. Don't fuck with Cal Brook. Don't fuck with nobody. Because you was looking good until you got hit in the chin. And that's what fucked you all up. Give me Cal Brook versus Danny. I think Danny need a... a that's a English male. You heard? At 154. Give that to him, man. Let him live, man. Let him live, man. You know what I'm saying? Yo, um, if, if, if Canelo don't know what the fuck to do, let him get Charlo, right? And then we could get Benavidez versus uh Purell uh Morel. Know what I mean? <laughs> David Morel. Yo, Brandon Lynch, I'm riding on you, Lynch, Mr. Producer, the fucking Dr. Dre of the TBV, of the boxing voice. You 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 told us all about William Cepeda, man. Yeah, he beat him, but you may seem like he was a killer hiller from Manila. Shit didn't work, man. You heard me? And another thing, too, man, um, Jaime McGinnia, Big Meech. I don't know. Big Meech needed BMF that night, man. He needed some help, man. You know, that that looked like that was a a, a server. That looked like a, that was a platter for Jaime McGinnia. Where does Jaime McGinnia go here at, one, at 160? Is he ready for a Charlo? Is he ready for... Do I dare say it, Ness? Chris, you, man, 160? Could he get that? Could he get it? You heard? 
You know what I'm saying? Like I said, man, I got con, con, con me. You know what I mean? I don't know what's going on, man. What the fuck was that, man? Shit hurt me. The zone had, it, it was, hey, yo, but listen this, man. Don't diss us this week. We going to Brooklyn. We going to New York. OB topping for my New York Knicks got the goddamn slammed up champion. And you know what happened next Saturday. Man, that See, was a garbage dunk contest, man. Oh, I know, I know. But listen, let me live. Let me live. Let me live, Danny. Let me live, Danny. Let me hype this shit up, man. <laughs> Chris Colbert is going to put on a show next week, y'all. Hype it up, Ness. Hype it up, Ness. Don't diss Brooklyn. Don't diss New York. All we got right now is Chris Colbert. Next fucked up. Nick's Nick's fucked up. So all we got, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yo, shout out to all my Bariquas. Shout out for the five percent. You always call the Puerto Ricans. You know, power rule. I never knew that Shakur was Puerto Rican. You heard? I never knew he was trying to know with all that good shit in him. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. what's up, man. Like I said, Ness, man, can't wait for for the morning topic. Yo, like I said, Canelo, give Charlo a bone, man. Let him live. And if Canelo, you ain't fucking with Charlo, come to PBC. Give us Benefitas. Give us what we want. We don't give a fuck about Triple G. That's just to make Canelo look good knocking him out at a 40-year-old man. Peace, peace, peace. Love y'all. Peace. All right. Um, let me see here. Looks like I got Ohio Runs Boxing just sending some super chat love. Shout out to you. We definitely use your most avoided list. Um, Midwest Boxing says, Bill slipped. And said Haney using strength and strength coach. Why is that a slip up? Why is that a he slip didn't, up? I mean, he didn't slip. Like if 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 he wanted to keep it private, why would Devin post? You know, when he's at phase one doing the strength and conditioning. Like, come on, we've seen him up at snack how many times? Like that was no slip up. For real. Uh, I got James Benitez says, Ness, you cat, Paulie and Devin Power, same level or more. Uh, but that's what I'm saying, that, that, you know, like, Devin is, 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 is obviously got more power than Paulie. You know, Paulie only has seven KOs, you know? <clears throat> they be hating on that boy, Dev. Jeez Louise. Man, I don't get it. Me neither. Me neither. Um... I got Big Matthew that says, white is a duck. Eddie offered him alternatives. Duck, 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 duck emoji. That sucks, man. It's it's so funny. Only in boxing is like when the best is supposed to fight the best, something always is happening. You know, and, and, and not the best, but like at least, you know, some of the best. You know what I mean? No, nah, for the sure, top of the division. Something you don't see in MMA either. Yeah, man. Listen, if you're on YouTube, present, future, past, it don't matter if you're in Australia and it's the future. Don't matter if it's the past and it's tomorrow. Hit that thumbs up button. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Help us get to our next goal of 131,200. Right now, it looks like we are on 131,000 and... 
that. I don't know where my drum roll is. King Born. Carlisle Williams of Peter. What up, Ness? What up, what up, Danny? King Born, Carlisle Williams of Peter. Uh, they had him in there fighting fucking Canadian Jose in there, man. Nobody could look good against that dude. I saw uh, he was so awkward, and I don't know if y'all seen that fight. That dude was off rhythm. It was just. It was just disjointed. The whole it was no rhythm to the fight. They had water out in the fucking corner. People slipping, doing the splits and shit. Nobody's gonna look good. Now, see that fight last night, where Scepter said some shit about not looking good against somebody. That's the, I I get what he was saying. That, that made me think of it. I'm like, oh my god, this shit is all messed up. But and I seen Devin Haney come out, you know, and say, you know, two that to Oscar de la Hoya. This the dude you thought that could beat me? Like, hey, Devin. I'm not saying the dude gonna, will beat you, but hey, Williams and Peter is not no joke, my friend. I don't care what y'all saw last night. I'm just telling you right now, my man ain't no joke. Uh, Canelo, I'm kind of hoping that you know. I didn't gave. I know he's not gonna take the PBC uh, route. You know, he's gonna go to 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 uh, the zone, which obviously I'm not really that mad about because that puts Jamal Charlo in a position to do something. Now, Mr. Charlo. If if uh, you wouldn't come up to 68 now, you know, and fight Canelo, and Canelo is not an option, keep that same energy, my friend. Bring that energy to David Benavidez. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't say you 160 to Canelo and really fight, and then whenever he's not available, you still a 160 pounder. You you putting out you the biggest super middleweight and shit in the world. Let's see, champ. You know, I mean, I want to see that fight. You know, you've been talking all this shit to Benavidez, man. It's time for you to back that shit up, my friend. And that's my call. And uh, that was El Bandera Negro. Ness GTO. Oh. Were you, hold on, we got more callers? We got actually a super chat from Mad Bent Siang. Go ahead with it. He says, GGG drinking tea. Reinvigorated stops Murata. I'm. Uh, I hope that fight happens. I don't know that it will. I hope so though. Um, Ness, I do want to say uh, to you and the people, I do have to go. I got somebody coming by. Nah, we done. Be... That was the last call, homie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got uh, this guy coming to replace this fucking kitchen sink on me. Hmm. Well, alrighty then, my friend. But um, to everybody, please go like this video, go share it, subscribe. Um, we will be back tomorrow, six a.m. Pacific, nine a.m. Eastern. Um, as we do every 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 weekday. Um, and everybody can follow me on all platforms at Ringwalk Danny. 
Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it, champ. Well, shit, I mean, you going to finish? Finish I'll what? stay on. We out. Well, I thought, oh, we out. It's over. Ain't nobody else. It's done. We done. We All out right. Nest GTO, Ringwalk Danny, the boxing voice. Yep. Yeah. Peace.